Hey, this is Alana from the Holland Project in Reno, and you're listening to Up in the Mix. to another edition of Up in the Mix coming to you hot from various locations. This is Sean, aka The Truth, aka The Super Nicest, aka Benar Mr. R, aka Not the Black Dude You Thought I Was. This is Caesar, aka De La Foto, your favorite neighborhood Mexican. Ernesto, Captain Kulo, Coach, Mr. Brunch, your local also, that poppy with the dad body, uh, the brown man in the yacht club. What did he get here? El hombre de la gente, the habitual line crosser, the honey badger, the fucking baby whisperer, and tracksuit poppy. <laughs> Welcome, welcome, welcome. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah. My gosh. <laughs> welcome to another episode, a special birthday episode for Caesar. Yeah. He's been celebrating your birthday for the last few days. How's that been? It's it's good to finally enter the 36th chamber. And uh, I went in with a bang. I've been uh, lost in the sauce for probably close to like 80 hours or something. <laughs> I definitely like three days straight. But uh, it was awesome. The lady did something special on my birthday. I knew I knew something was going down. I knew there was going to be like a family thing or a surprise birthday party thing. But I didn't want to ruin it because it's like Batman. You got to be a detective. And uh, so it was actually like a little picnic with the family out on uh, what's that university park? University Ridge right off of Socrates. And you know yeah. how you could uh, see over the city. So we right. had, had a little picnic there with some wine, uh, some cheese and things like that, and just with the family. So, uh, you know, salute to the baby mama, a.k.a. T-Money, out there for a, a good 36th birthday little gift, you know? Nice. Yeah. And uh, how was Thanksgiving? Um, I had uh, a little bit of turkey, but a lot of tacos, which is awesome, because uh, sometimes the turkey doesn't come out as good as you think it would. Nice. But uh, Tanya's mom made like tacos de lengua, which was awesome. I probably smashed like 30 of those things. <laughs> uh, mom had like turkey and like the usual fixings because we had friends. Uh, so my mom like reconnected with a cousin and she's from Iowa and they came here. So we had them over. Yeah. So it was only just like us. So and uh, and other than that, my you know, had the ninjas over for my birthday we got a little lost in the sauce and talked about politics and it was good. But how was yours, Sean? Uh, it was, uh, it was all right. Like for Thanksgiving, we just, uh, Samantha and I just made stuff here. Um, uh, we made, did turkey, mashed potatoes, gravy, stuffing, you know, the, the basic stuff. Uh, she's never cooked Thanksgiving before. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I have years of experience from, <laughs> So many friendsgivings but yeah so we had a, a good little spread uh, my brother came by my niece and uh, my sister-in-law made some brownies so they dropped off some brownies for the fam like they went to like you know our house my parents dropped off some uh, some sweets 
because we were all social distancing. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, that was good. And then not much else besides that. Although last or yesterday, uh, my parents' furniture got here. So finally, yeah, uh, unloaded so much furniture. Uh, my brother and I had to care like do this headboard was one of the hard like and mattress moving it were the, some of the hardest things i've ever had to move because they're so heavy and big and like maneuvering it up a, a stairwell and you know it was uh yeah but we, we got like made quick work of it yeah know? the mattress one of the hardest things ever in a move just because it doesn't yeah. it doesn't stay as a solid form it's like you know when it when it's flat on the bed cool but once it's on his side it's like flubber and it's all over the place dude and they had a california king yeah that's no joke like, just me and my brother were trying to carry it and i was like <laughs> yelling at my sister i'm like you need to come over here and help us like there's no way we're gonna be able to because like we could pick it up you know but like the middle of it everything i was like you know it's like i'm like i'll push he'll lift you just got to keep it from falling over just guide it yeah mm-hmm so uh, yeah, that was a uh, interesting just uh, doing all that yesterday. But yeah, today uh, just chilling, watch a little football this weekend. You know, making the best of a not ideal situation. Yeah, I've been. Uh, I had to start my water rehydration process today. <laughs> <laughs> Super early in the morning, but uh, once again, we have a returning guest. And he's probably been on more times than anyone else, I believe, other than Sean and I. <laughs> and really? Uh, yeah, I think <laughs> no, so. No, that's not true. But not anymore. <laughs> not anymore. Since, uh, but um, it's everyone's favorite uh, person of knowledge over here, Mr. Michael Moberly. Welcome back. Hello. Hello. Wait, who has more? Who has more times on than I do? Now oh, I gotta know that. Kevin and Jake definitely have more time. Oh yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. And for then sure. uh, Monica's been on more than you, I think, and uh, Mike has been on more than you. Oh, cool. So just like not important at all. I get it. No, I get it. It's cool. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving, Michael. Sean crushes. You're, you're, you're in the top yeah. five. <laughs> Way to crush my dreams. Yeah, I definitely thought I, uh, you know. I had the title there, but that's cool. It's all right. I just have to suck more dick. It's been a while. It's been a while. You know, yeah. you, you were the front runner, and then, uh, you know, yeah, other and you guys have caught up to you. Some, yeah. yeah, you saw some flashy, some flashy new folks. Got, you know, fell in love a little bit. Now you got to come back. I get it. <laughs> got to come back to the classic. My, my, there's nothing wrong with that. It's hard to stay on top all the time. Sometimes you got to take a step back to, to take a couple steps forward. That's true. Yeah, no, I definitely have to, you know, keep pace with everyone else, you know, got to make them look good too. Can't, can't always innovate and exceed. Uh, Michael humbling himself right here. Yeah, always. So humble. That's definitely like when people talk about me, they definitely say my humble. Very humble. Uh, oh, well, it's it's wonderful to be back. On, I like the Zoom format. I'm, I'm advocating for you to do a live version because I think people should see this. You guys look great on Zoom, I got to say. You know, your guys' setup looks nice. Yeah. Should describe it more in detail for folks at home. No, but we also have a YouTube, so they that's the thing too. So they can know our setup. Watch us on YouTube oh. as well. Yeah. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, Anyways. Mm-hmm. Michael, we we hope you had a good Thanksgiving. Um, if you want to ex- uh, share how yours was, can you tell us your favorite? My, side? my favorite side? Yeah. Um, definitely an advocate for like Brussels sprouts personally. 
Uh, love Brussels sprouts. I like a little bitter and a little acid to break up all the heavy food. I don't like a Thanksgiving that's like only rich food. So like, I really don't like like the green bean casserole that's like only mushroom soup or like, I don't like really buttery. I don't eat a lot of butter personally. So like, I don't like a lot of cream heavy foods. You're uh, white people foods that I do not have on my Thanksgiving <laughs> usually. That's fantastic. Yeah, well, no, I mean, like, I, I love the cultural difference is like, bridging here. <laughs> but my I like I like mac and cheese. It's probably the creamiest side I like, but I definitely like Brussels sprouts. I made like uh, pancetta Brussels sprouts with like balsamic vinegar and and shallots, and so I cooked our whole Thanksgiving feast this year. So that was fun. Nice. Five hours of cooking by myself. <laughs> But my Thanksgiving was sponsored by Martinelli's Hard Cider. <laughs> Martinelli's 1868 Hard Cider. Um, I'm really fishing for a job, Martinelli's. Uh, I don't know if you people at home listen, but uh, I can tell you that Martinelli's has a hard cider that tastes just like regular Martinelli's apple juice. I'm an advocate for apple juice. I drink a lot of it. It's my favorite hangover cure. I don't travel without apple juice. I'm like a big fan of it. And this just is, I'm, I've gotten pretty drunk on it in the past few days. So, <laughs> Shout you out don't to know Martinelli's is like you, shame on you. It's Martinelli's, yeah. Martinelli's is the apple juice that comes in like the the beautiful uh, like yeah like uh, glass bottles that uh, you know every boat. And a company too. Like if you're not if you're on the West Coast, if you're a Bay Area fan, you're not you don't know about Martinelli's. Get the fuck out. Of here. <laughs> yeah, I've been drinking Martinelli's since I was a kid. You pop the top like the, the, feels that, good. That was, snapple where i'm from yeah <laughs> i've i've housed some martinelli's like in those little bottles yeah. like the little apple bottles <laughs> suck it all down it's gone. there's also a uh you guys need to look on the internet but i forgot who it was but uh these local rappers they made a martinelli song oh the like straight edge song yeah Poppin martinelli's yeah, yeah exactly that, that, was, that was gross <laughs> Fuck that shit. it was that it was that tonic <laughs> Yeah, I remember the video. That. I can't do. I, I don't even remember that. Like, yeah, rough, rough period. In, in I'm, getting, I, I'm getting from Michael that it might be wet. It's so fucking wet. It's not good. <laughs> it's not good, but it's it's on the Martin Lent Nelly vein that we're talking about right now. I but, also know that anybody who did that shit who is listening to this knows it's whack. Yeah. So I'm not too worried about them uh, being you know, like upset about that. Anything for anyone? It yeah. exists on YouTube. You can definitely find it. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, Papa Martinelli's, I think it's called. Caesar, yeah. what's your favorite side for Thanksgiving? Um, I do. I like to mix my sides all the time. I like to do like a like a mac and cheese and uh, uh, mashed potatoes and the gravy. That's that's my jam, especially like the day after and then the day after that until I body the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, I do a combo. Mine is uh, probably stuffing and gravy. Mm-hmm. I, I a good stuffing like i'm I'm highly because my entire life the only stuffing i had ever had was my mom's homemade cornbread stuffing that she makes from scratch so i like stovetop and shit like that like to me was not stuffing like that <laughs> shit, that was like wet bread like yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know <laughs> well i mean i feel like something across the board is wet bread but i i get what you're saying mm-hmm. there <laughs> I did I, my stuffing. I bought croutons from House of Bread that like has a mixture of all the breads they make in it, and it was fucking tight. Ooh. It had like cheddar bread and rye and like a bunch of different stuff in it. It was fucking awesome. House of Bread. I love uh, to get their sandwiches when I'm on that side of town. 
You could make your own or just do the, the standard, whatever they got. A big shout out to House of Bread Sandwiches. That shit is a meal. That is like not for lunch. That is will weigh your ass down. <laughs> it's lunch for me. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. There's a, this gas tank. They, it takes a lot of calories. True. To keep it's it always going. running. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The solar energy that requires the power of Caesar also burns calories. Yes, that. yes. When was the last time you were on here, Michael? What? What? It wasn't the. It wasn't the wine episode, was it? No, I did. I was on after that. I know that, and I don't remember. Was it the what? More, normally, I look this up. Yeah. It was, was yeah, it like, I was on for the. I was on for one at. Yeah, I was at Public House. There we go. That was probably the last one I was on. Well, that was over a year ago. Yeah. No, I know you guys are slacking. And in like 2020 years, it, it's like. That was like seven years ago. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was thirty years ago. Fuck <laughs> no. this year. Yeah, no, that's like I mean I haven't been on in years. So let me just say, resoundingly, fuck this year. <laughs> I like this universally different from the last time. Actually, that's not true. You guys did a thing at Farino. Yeah. That was the last thing I like we did in public in, in the before. That was the that's the night the before times ended, Michael. Yeah. The next day. Oh yeah. You didn't so look what you did. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that that was that was that like was our last Friday. thing. I think uh, the next night we went to like a fundraiser at Press Start, mm-hmm. RIP, and that was like we locked down on Monday, and that was the, that's the that's the last time uh, we went out. So the the, the universe, last, the last event I went to that was like not something I did personally, like like that was like normal times was a gym. I was a Maker's Mark event. And I keep working with Jim Beam ever since then, trying to appease the gods and be like, "Hey, please let me, please let me have normal things again." <laughs> it just the the universe saw up in the mix was going to do live shows, and they had to shut that down real fast. <laughs> right? They're like, they have this cool venue to do it in now. Fuck. Yeah, the universe was like, Damn. "Yeah, my, my my life is so different since then. That's it's been crazy. I have a whole new job and shit." Yeah, yeah. The crazy thing is that was like fucking six months. <laughs> It feels so long. Like I'm work I'm working from home, so my my Monday through Friday takes so long to get through. Yeah, Caesar I, has a 19 year old daughter now. What are you talking about? It's been <laughs> so long. I'm 52 apparently. Yeah, like, 52. But I look good. I, look good. I all of our lives are drastically. It was it was I think it was seven months now. Yeah, but like our lives yeah. are all drastically fucking different from from then. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and like I'm planning stuff and I refuse to plan anything like three months in advance, which I normally do. Like my whole life up until COVID was planning events and things for three months in advance. My, my clock was always set that way. And readjusting that took so long to get used to that. But now it's like, I'm even now I'm like, what's, are we having like a year celebration of being in COVID? Like, are we having, like, am I throwing like an anniversary COVID party? Like what the fuck is March going to look like? Yeah. I'm telling you, they're like, we need to restart our fucking entire system of time. <laughs> this is what is that? P, is like what, PC post yeah, COVID? Yeah, this is year zero. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm into that. Let's just year one will start like in fucking April when hopefully like a vaccine rolls out and things start like. Ch- like changing a little bit, <laughs> like so I January one rolls around and the top, the, the date just says nah until the anniversary of COVID and then it just starts back up. We get the like three months to just be like, listen, time doesn't fucking matter at all. We might need longer. I mean, we might need we might need like six months of readjusting period. 
It might not. Well, and that that's my true fear for you, Caesar, in particular, mm-hmm. and others in in a similar vein, which is that like the moment things can go like like the green light is to be like, just you know what, go out, you guys, you you waited long enough, just go hit the clubs. Everyone's gonna die. Like everyone, it's gonna be the fucking like bars are gonna burn down. There's gonna be like hella kids roaming the streets, not knowing where their parents are. Like it's gonna be fucking the dark times. There's a period in which they had to stop selling gin in London called Mother's Ruin, and it's this like five year period where it was prohibition on gin, and it was because there were all these moms dying in the streets with all these kids just rolling around. And I'm like, Mother's Ruin is coming again. Like, this shit is definitely going to happen post-COVID where we're going to have this fucking prohibition is going to have to happen just to save people from getting too saucy. I mean, especially because, like, I feel like there's a lot of people, like, I'm a social partier. Like, I don't really... Me too. Like, I barely drink or anything if I'm not going out. Like, if I'm sitting at home, I might have a beer. So, like, I've been drunk, like, before... We started zooming to you in our football games the last few weeks. I had been drunk like maybe two or three times this entire period. So I feel like there's a lot of people like me who are going to be like, oh, shit. Like, oh, my, oh, wait, I don't have any kind of alcohol tolerance anymore. I'm using a exactly. cross-eyed that's, zombie that's shot. That's what I'm thinking. I'm like, like, Sam, you know, Sam's going to be like, go, go pick up your friend. Game. I've, I've got, like, last week I was hungover at like 10 o'clock at night after having four beers during the football game. <laughs> you had two glasses of champagne at Thanksgiving and you were hungover for a full 48 hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah so- I mean, I, I also am a social drinker and like, especially since like for so long it's my job, like I don't really, you know, drink at home all that often. Like we drink a little bit here and there, but I don't get drunk at home like i could say probably i can count on the uh, like since covid's happened i could probably count on my hands like one hand how many times i've been drunk at home like before when we could sit outside and like sit in people's front yards like would sit in kayla's front yard and get drunk but that, that was about it like i, I I'm, I'm scared about my tolerance like i'm back in whiskey school and i'm drinking whiskey in the afternoon and it's like i'm like two o'clock i'm like let me just slow down and like, that was never a problem for me before <laughs> caesar i think will be fine I'll be good. Um, I'm very. I adapt very quickly. So I was just saying, you, you haven't really stopped. You're not really stopped. Like yeah. your your well, level of <laughs> you can't you can't stop the street rat. <laughs> well, like the last couple of days is different, but usually at home, like I'll just have like if I'm working a lot of overtime, then yeah, I'll have like a little bit of drinks like after work, like at eight or whatever when I'm done. Oh, I remember the day they opened bars back up and it was nice out and I was sitting in public house and I saw you yeah. and you were across the like patio and you you couldn't see me and I was looking right fucking at you. <laughs> and, I, and you were like two tables away and you did not yeah. recognize me for a solid yeah. so like an hour. <laughs> he's been getting lots of the sauce on, the, on some of our podcasts too, so. <laughs> He's a social guy. Yeah. <laughs> Don't act like you have been fucking lost this entire Not all the time, but sometimes. He's got to stay at his fighting weight. He's got to, like Mike Mike Tyson, stay at his no fighting weight. There's no, yeah, there's no stopping the beast. Yeah. True. I try to Jackson stay. Jackson Poppy does not take, <laughs> take weekends off. Uh, yeah. Tracksuit Poppy was, was out in full effect on Friday. Also, I can say that I did not realize how many more AKAs were added until I heard this starting it. And it's like, it's nice because I don't really, when I listen to the podcast, I don't really, I fast forward, honestly, through the first little bit of it. And I, and I don't hear the AKAs. And I only hear them when I'm in person with you guys like this. And it, it, 
it's fucking mind-boggling <laughs> how many AKAs add every single time. Yeah, like Honey Badger was given to me, you know? And uh yeah, the baby whisperer. I was like, <laughs> the there's multiple contexts for that that I'm not sure where they lie, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I haven't added. I've actually, I think I've lost one. Yeah, Sean, you're just really concise. And uh, he, his is like a never ending list of just add ons. Like, <laughs> yeah. He's a man of many hats. Yeah, well, I mean, December's a wild time. Like, I'm I'm excited for what what December's gonna look like. Um, when will this air? Uh, next this week. week. Yeah. Next week. Next week. So first week in December. There it is. Last month of the year. Uh-huh. I have so many people I know who are like 2021. Things will be different. I'm like, no, we fucking won't. Jinxing. Don't be stupid. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta start. Maybe 2023. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Give it some time. That's that's when year zero starts. Twenty twenty three. Yeah, like twenty twenty two will be like, okay, everyone, like year one starts at the end of this year. <laughs> no, anyone anyone who graduated high school last year will be twenty one in twenty twenty three, and that's when the shit will really hit. The ground. That's when like those kids are going to be battle hardened and crazy and like not seeing people have no social skills and not how know how to interact with the world. So like, yeah, that, that's bars might never for. recover. Yeah. There there might be a down period for bars where like these people just don't drink. I think, I've, you know, I, I've, I'm having this conversation more and more recently. It'll be the return of, like, lemon drops and cosmos and shit. So. <laughs> and tang bangs. Because no, no one will know that those are shitty drinks. They'll just be like, well, actually, Cosmo is probably my top five favorite alcohol drinks of all time. Mm-hmm. I can fuck up a Cosmo. If Do me a favor. If you're listening to this and you go to Rum Sugar Lime ever and you see Lorenzo working, please make sure you order a Cosmo from him and tell him that Michael Moberly sent you. Because mm-hmm. he makes the best Cosmo in Reno. And hates it. Fucking <laughs> hates every minute of it. And then this is my favorite thing they do. Uh. <laughs> Lemon drops. What what are some other basic drinks that people you know, so a Cape Cod order. A Cape Cod is one of my favorite drinks that people order and don't know is a drink that they like you can order that way, which is just a vodka cran with a lime. And like there's, you know, sex on the beach and like all those. And like I would say like the old school whiskey sour, like the original whiskey sour, which to me is not like you're like oh the way it was written in jerry thomas's book blah blah blah. And it's like oh it has to have an egg white and i'm like no the original whiskey sour to me is fucking whiskey and sweet and sour off a gun yes but like that that's that's the whiskey sour i know is yes. the original one so i i would say like probably i also see the return of recession drinks like i started bartending at mm-hmm. the peak of the recession so i you know one dollar rum and cokes was my baby and i i in reno if you were 18 or older <laughs> during that time you drank fistfuls of of one dollar rum and cokes and i that was my very first bar job and i made hundreds and <laughs> like like hundreds and hundreds and it was like you'd set up rows of 50 and just from the gun just pouring rum and cokes and people like the moment 50 went out i had to make 50 more that's how many were selling a bucket of a buck a piece and it made the bar zero dollars but the bartenders made so much money because people were tipping like a buck a, a buck a drink and there's this shitty bartender i worked with who gets so mad at people who didn't tip him a dollar a drink on dollar drinks that he wouldn't serve you unless you did that and so people knew like if you're ordering 10 you're paying 20 bucks like that's just how you didn't get changed back like you just like that's how it worked <laughs> and then if that was the case you'd get all fucking 10 rum and cokes that you wanted Ugh. that was rough yeah that's right first met caesar that was my first real real caesar experiences that was a long very long time ago I really was. Mm-hmm. Fifteen years in the fifteen years in the bar game next year. 
15? Yeah. Damn. Your experience yeah. could almost drive. <laughs> I know. I like I sound like a salty old sea like captain when I talk to young bartenders. I'm like, you don't know what a storm looks like. Like I bought the kraken and shit. And with that be- <laughs> when that beanie on, it matches your old sea man. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't hurt that I look like an old fucking sea captain either. <laughs> Michael's is gonna Definitely. Michael's gonna be in the new Jaws reboot. Yeah. <laughs> just me telling people not not to fight the shark. That's my favorite part about the captain in that is he's the only one being like, this is stupid. What you guys want to do is you a, get a pirate accent. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the deal, Here's me. I'm just gonna slowly start sounding like Sean Connery every captain year. Captain from The Simpsons right now. <laughs> I like I like how many references to the sea captain being gay is throughout the series. Like, mm-hmm. and it starts like season one, where it's like anyone who's out at sea for more than an hour is gay, like right away. <laughs> and so, like that that joke is hit so many times over the season mm-hmm. of the series, and it's good. Yeah, I just caught up on this on this season of The Simpsons, and I was mm-hmm. I'm like, this is actually still pretty fucking funny. Like, some of these jokes are are spot on. Like, oh, it was it was great. Like they and they've updated it, you know, like to current times. I'm like, damn, yeah, they still got it. I for so many years was a holdout and would like refuse to refuse to watch Simpsons like before seasons or after season 16 because I just didn't just couldn't do it. And it wasn't until recently like Rachel has been playing the newer seasons and to me anything after season 16 is new. And I'm like, oh, there's some there's some really funny shit here that I haven't it's seen. It was like 17 years ago. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I'm I refuse to acknowledge that the show exists after that point. Uh, yeah, like yeah. I would watch like Treehouse of Horrors and stuff, but I'm like, I, I love like my favorite season of any TV show of all time is season eight of The Simpsons. Like every single episode that is my favorite episode in it, which is the Beer Baron, uh, which is Homer versus the 21st yeah, What Amendment. is that like 96? Yeah, and like it's really old, and I, and it's like, and none of the jokes are out of date. Everything still plays. Everything's still funny, and every minute of it is a joke. Like there's so it's so dense, and I feel like later that density of jokes just stops as much, and so it's hard for me to watch because I'm like, this isn't funny because my you know, eyes I, aren't full of jokes. My brain isn't dumber. full. Of- people are dumber now. They could, they can't they wouldn't get all those jokes. Yeah, that's the, yeah. That's the thing. The Simpsons. They have to. I was watching it. And I'm like. There's so many people who don't get these jokes. Like, the, the... what's the funniest show? What's your guys' like funniest current show? Funniest, funniest current, current show? Yeah. What's the last show you watched like that? That like, came out in the last like two years. That you're like, this shit is really funny. Two years? <laughs> Dang, yeah. That's tough. Um, that's close. Yeah. I really liked. I, I really liked. Um, oh, babe, what's that show about the Russians? the americans so um it takes place in like it's about catherine the great it's called the great that show is super funny and i also i've heard that like that show is fucking very funny and i really liked the new show on apple tv from the guys from it's always sunny which is called mythic quest that show Uh, is very i'm trying to I always Apple TV is always the last one I look to in my, you know, all the streaming ones. Another heater on that is Ted Lasso. Jason Sudeikis is on we, that show. We actually just got Apple TV, and we are going to start watching that. We're currently it's, watching Thirty Rock, and then we're going to watch Ted Lasso. Yeah, Ted Lasso is like feel good funny. Like it's like it's not like dark funny. It's just good mm-hmm. funny. Like it's just and 
And then last night we watched the first episode of the new Saved by the Bell, and I think that show has the bones to be very funny. Okay. It's got everything I want, including the fact that Zach Morris from Saved by the Bell plays the governor of California in that show, <laughs> and that show is funny. <laughs> wow. Okay. Okay. It's a setup. It's a setup for hilarity. Yeah, you watch more TV than me. Like yeah. we've been watching lots of funny shows, obviously, because shit is so serious. We keep going back. Like we we've watched Archer. We've watched. Um, What'd you think of the new season, Archer? I haven't watched it yet. I'm rewatching all the previous seasons. Um, we're watching Thirty Rock. We watched The Office. Uh, shit. What's You're really up for that comfort food. Mm-hmm. That like comedy comfort food. Mm-hmm. What's the one with Alana and? Uh, Broad City. Broad City. Yeah. Broad City's that been like something we just played. Like yeah, like when we're eating or just chilling like in the background broad city's been in heavy rotation um but yeah funny shows like um what's it rick and morty was pretty fucking funny mm-hmm. yeah last rick and season, morty last season was well their comeback during covid was pretty interesting i'm i'm excited i mean i'm part of me is excited that all these great writers have been alone and like forced to create in some way especially right um, and like a lot of shows haven't given showrunners breaks because it's like, oh, you can do this shit at home. <laughs> and so there's a lot of content to be made once everyone can be in the same room together. So it's like there's a lot of stuff right, like just itching to come out, which I'm I'm excited about. Yeah, I mean, if we've seen anything like with music that's been made, mm-hmm. uh, I'm sure there will be some good <laughs> and movies and art and a few. Then it would t- probably take a while. It might be a year or two before. We really see the fruits of all this. Um, we didn't bring you here for a reason, Michael, not just to catch up and bull- <laughs> talk um, general shit. You have some, yeah, you have some things going on. Uh, I wanted you to talk about. Let's start. Tell people how High Desert Craft, which used to be uh, Rogue at Holland, how that's going to be this year. It's so exciting and awesome that they're doing it this way. I was an advocate for it and pushed pushed hard to want to see this happen, but. I this year Holland Projects High Desert Craft Fair is all online, so you can go to to Holland Reno and no, .org and click right into the shop. If you're a member, it's the on the 30th you can start. So starting Monday the 30th you can start shopping. Bring your friends and family. There's a nor enormous amount of artists and makers who are a part of this who have shit tons of stuff up, and it is the most comprehensive way for you to support your local artists and makers. In Reno, like there hasn't been an effort at this scale since this has happened to help individual artists sell their goods in one location. It's really, really, really cool. I uh, couldn't. I mean, I'm, I'm, I got the list the other day of what we're doing, and I just, it's, I can't wait. Like I'm, all, all my, pretty, pretty much all my Christmas shopping is going to be done that way. You order online, you can pick up at Holland. Um, there's some, there's going to be lots of options for you to get it to you. I made some really cool um, cold cocoa little eight ounce drinks for you to buy to add to your bag or a stocking stuffer. Or even if you just want to get something on your own, that tastes really good if you add a little tequila or if you add a little rum. Um, and then there's the Holland at home, like comfort things. I mean, it's, it's, it's honestly like an endless amount of very, very cool stuff from people you know and who genuinely need to move it. Like so often before art was sold in person, like it's so, it, you, it's a tangible thing. When you go buy a pot, when you go buy a cup, like from a ceramicist or whatever, 
you want to feel it when you go to Rogue Craft or when you go to High Desert Craft Fair, you pick up Ron Nash's, you know, cards and you, you touch these things and it's hard not to, but we got to remember that that is how people sell things. There's, there are artists, there are vendors who make 70% of their income during the holiday season because it's the prime that people want to support, want to buy things. And there's no in-person ways to do that. Imagine the amount of craft fairs and events that happen during December that are not happening this year. And nobody else has really reached out to the community like Holland has and brought them all together to do it in a safe online format. So it's really exciting. I, I couldn't be, I mean, I just made the drinks because I'm trying always to help in any way, like help Holland make money. But the, the, to me, the most exciting thing is the idea of being able to add the comfort of my own home and in the middle of the night after smoking a joint, buy a bunch of shit. Like I'm an <laughs> impulse buy the shit out of stuff from Rogue. I can't get too high when I go to high desert because then I have to speak to people and that's not a thing that works for me well. <laughs> and so this way I can smoke a big joint and impulse buy a bunch of wonderful things from Holland. So that's, I mean, that's <clears throat> it is overwhelming. Like anyone... Caesar and I have we've played we've DJed there before and I, you know just yeah. going there to shop it's there's so many people it's so packed in person that you know sometimes I would want to go in the morning because but then I'd go later on and everything would be gone or sold out so I think uh, for people who don't like crowds under normal circumstances like myself we can now browse online and pick out what we want whenever we want. Uh, and the benefit is it's so many it's not just one day like like normally the high desert event is only for a like weekend a weekend yeah. or and we had discussed before all this happening like this happening for two weeks uh was part of the discussion before and now it's like oh no this is going till the 20th you have lots of time if you think you want to get something for somebody change your mind if you want to look at it the only advice i can give the people who are listening now is jump on what you want because i do think that the artists and holland and myself and like everybody involved are underestimating the amount of support that will happen. Like just seeing the support that I've seen happen through small business Saturday this week, like there are lots of businesses I know who did really well yesterday that I'm very happy to hear. And so I think that there's a genuine need in our community to like give back and people are just not knowing necessarily how right now. And I think this is going to be a great way for people to feel a tangible thing that they get to give some money to some artists and some makers and some really cool stuff. But the other thing is like the, the list of shit is bonkers. Like it's yeah, super cool. The number of vendors is is uh out of control. Like <laughs> the, yeah. the spreadsheet we got that showed all the vendors was like, damn. Well, and it's exciting because it's the same people that you 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 get to see. And sometimes, especially with like you're saying, Sean, like when you go to this event, it's so overwhelming that you sometimes you miss people or you miss a thing. That you'd be like, shit, I didn't know Casey Clark was there every single time selling like amazing pottery in the corner when you first walk mm -hmm. in. Like people just don't know that. Or sometimes people don't like, like last year, people didn't know that Holland was there selling ornaments and stuff like that, like on behalf of Holland. And so like, there's like lots of artists that you just kind Let's of overlook. All of his ornament making. Oh yeah, I had to, I had to plug the ornaments. <laughs> Well, I, yeah, I, I love the ornaments. I, I do. I, it's actually like, so all the Holland board members are required to, or we're not required, we're, it's my pleasure to uh, put together a little like what we're excited to buy guide. And definitely the last thing on my list is Mitch's ornaments. <laughs> <laughs> He's very proud of them. Mm. Like, but yeah, it's, I, couldn't, I couldn't be more excited about it. And I can't wait for, for, for people in our community to experience it in a new way. And also like, 
I'm I, since this has all started, I haven't stopped. Like for those of you who don't know, I no longer am the national brand ambassador for Farino Distillery, which opened up on Fourth Street in Reno in November. And I still, at that time when when this all happened, we pivoted immediately to making hand sanitizer, and then pivoted immediately after that to doing to-go cocktails until we could open again. And my job with them now is just doing to-go stuff and like maintaining that. And then I also do that in multiple ways, but lots of communities around our country have hit, like I've seen businesses and environments switch to online very quickly and very easily and seeing the community embrace it. And it requires a certain kind of breaking point of businesses doing this in order for it to succeed. So if one person does it, it doesn't really work. If six people do it, it starts to work. If 12 people do it, then it works really well. I'm excited for this to happen because I hope that it opens up more opportunities for people, especially artists, to be able to sell their wares online and like a critical mass. Like people knowing that they can buy cool shit in Reno online and not just have to go to a fair or whatever. Because I, I, I am excited for people to have experiences at home that are safe that also benefit this community at large. Yeah, I, I think it's great that Holland is doing this too because I've always felt like... Uh... It was a, uh, we should be doing more to try and help artists sell their art online under normal circumstances because you can reach more people and it's tough. People aren't always comfortable going to an art show. People are, aren't always comfortable uh, trying to buy art at an art show or they don't, if, you know, it's overwhelming at first or it's just, you know, it's limited time and there's just barriers to entry and doing it online like this uh, lowers those barriers and makes it easier for everyone. And it makes it easier for the artists because they can sell more, they can reach more people, uh, and it's over a longer period of time. So if you want to support your community, there I mean, is there over 40 vendors? I think there's well over there's 40. 50. There's 50 not including me. Like yeah, you're not including Holland. Yeah, there's like there's like there's there's definitely 50. So 50 different local businesses and artists that you can support. Go to hollandreno.org and uh, check out High Desert. Also, and, and this is a personal thing, brag about the cool shit you got online. If you buy something local from somebody that you fucking love, tell people about it. Because that's how people are like, shit, I didn't know I could buy that online. And you're going to DM be like, how did you get that? I want to get it for my husband or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, brag about the cool shit you get. Caesar's great at it. I know the <laughs> moment he gets a pair of shoes. Like, the minute <laughs> he gets them, I get a blast notification. No, I'm just kidding. Like, People, people are really good about bragging about PS5s and their favorite weed and all this other shit, mm -hmm. but it really does make a difference when you buy a to-go cocktail and take a picture of it and put it online. It really does make a difference when you buy like a really awesome pizza from a local pizza place and you're like, oh, this is the best pizza. We have to be, we have to communicate our joy currently, or it's just going to all be very dark. And I am an advocate for this time of year. Like if you buy a thing, since we all are consumers, we're going to buy a bunch of shit this, this month. Let's fucking be joyful about it and tell why it brings us joy, what's exciting about it and whatever experience that is. It could be fucking sneakers or it could be pizza or it could be fucking cocktails or it could be art. It could be whatever. Just ex more content online about joy is really what I would advocate about. Mm -hmm. Nice. But Yeah that's going on i'm excited about that <laughs> that that'll be a blast <laughs> the other thing yeah i mean there's so much going on in december that i'm excited about i'm doing a thing that i'm pretty excited about um where i'm doing my very first christmas cocktail pop-up with the legendary anna vetter for who previously was with the emerson her and i are, are joining forces to 
create a new cocktail pop-up experience all to go. It's called ready-made. Uh, we'll be doing multiple every other month. Um, we'll be doing different themes each time. We have like our own team of people that we brought in to help us make the drinks. We have concept of the drinks and she'll be selling them in, she'll be selling two punches in 32 ounce jugs, Caesar size cocktail <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, off, off a keg that we've made. So we have a mold wine in one and then like a really cool vodka Meyer lemon punch that we're doing in the other. And then I'm doing four, um, we're making peppermint schnapps. We're doing a Peruvian eggnog variation that I found that involves coffee. And we're doing, um, I'm doing uh, spiced hot chocolate, orange infused tequila drink. And then we're doing like a ginger bread old fashioned with like pine nettles in it. But everything's to go. You'll be able to buy it online. Yeah, how will people be able to uh, purchase and, and, and taste all these delicious delectables? December 11th and December 12th and December 19th and 20th. So two weekends in December at Magpie um, from basically noon to six. Uh, we will be out there creating like a whole Christmas light nightmare for you to like interact with and wait in line. In. <laughs> and we got some, there'll be some online components, but you can go to Ready Made Reno um, is our Instagram and, and follow us and see kind of when the next one is. I can tell you February, we're doing a Hitchcock themed Valentine's Day experience. Ooh, okay, That's going to okay. be really cool. Um, depending on how this, these two weekends go, we might do one for New Year's just like a one day before because i'm feeling like everyone will want to drink during new year's this year and i want to make sure you have like a really cool <laughs> interactive experience yeah. for that and so i also think like i'm gonna pick like three of my favorite sparkling wines and then we're gonna sell like kits to like make drinks take punches do all the stuff um but the goal being again like this is like a joyful thing you can do at home and it's like a fun experience and you know during the 60s tiki became really popular because of escapism people came back from world war ii and they really they, they had been to the polynesian countries and they wanted to see like oh i i want to not just eat in a diner i want to be taken to another place and it was so popular for so many years because of this idea of escapism and, and what's been racking my brain like since COVID shut down how can i create bar experiences at home how can we create really cool escapist ideas for you to interact with at home and so i fucking hate christmas and so this is my first one to go of like a full like me and my, like these are these are drinks that Anna and I are really pouring our hearts into to make something really cool and something that you take home and you're like, what's this little wonderful experience in a cup? And like, I want people to really be taken to a new place with it. And so the, the drinks are very labor intensive and very fun to drink at home. But the goal being that you get to have this experience at home that feels different than sitting at home and watching 30 Rock for the 900th time <laughs> or drinking your 70th Martinelli's hard cider, 18. 1868 horse sponsored by Martinelli's. No, but Martinelli's, if you're listening, please sponsor me. It's getting, getting out of hand. It's not sponsored by Martinelli's. Yeah. 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 Because I'm out on my own now, I have my own consulting company, which is called Temple Builders. I help bars and, and brands kind of create new experiences. I'm also working with Gravelisi Co., which just launched its website, gravelisi.co, uh, which is men's hair care. And actually not men's, I'm sorry. It's just hair care products in general. Um, <laughs> there, there, there's lots of amazing stuff. There's pomades and sea salt sprays and shiv stuff and 
it's for everybody. Um, really cool stuff. I got to work with like Salt MacGyver to help brand that stuff and put it together. And so I'm branching out outside of drinks, but Temple Builders, my consulting company is available for all your nonsensical idea needs. <laughs> you know who we need to connect, Caesar? We need to ca- connect Michael Moberly with Michael O'Shea. Oh, and, yes. Uh, you guys work their magic together. Yes. I think that would Who's be Michael cool. the universe on wax. Uh-huh. Let's make it yeah, Michael O'Shea is yeah. an, another uh, guy in the you know industry like you, and he's helping brands as well uh, build up their like uh, bartenders and the service portion of that to a higher level. So where where at? Um, where's he at he now? Here and then he got hired by uh, uh, what's the guy that does the bar bar rescue. Yeah. Oh, I okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what's up? <laughs> yeah. So he yeah. he's like because he's starting restaurants now, the bar rescue guy. Yeah. So, so Michael is like setting up at every city all the bartenders and things like that because um when Michael O'Shea was overseas, I have my own feelings mm-hmm. about John Taffeter, mm-hmm. like that guy from Bar Rescue, which yeah. who I will hold up for not this. <laughs> I have my own uh-huh. deep personal feelings about that gentleman. <laughs> But yeah, but that's yeah. that's what that's what he's that's what he's doing. But yeah, you guys would be uh, good together, so it'd be fantastic. Be like Batman and Superman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I I take it I'm Batman in this scenario. Yes, because you love being the detective. Yeah, <laughs> world's greatest detective. And uh, and O'Shea is built like Superman, anyways. So you know. I am not built like Superman. I am built like old Bruce Wayne. Yes, with a gun. Because <laughs> he can't yeah, move that fast. Years old. He can't You're not move as bitter that. as him, though. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Like, I'm about as limber as a person in a giant rubber suit. So that's definitely my vibe. Though I have been working out five days a week, which has been lovely. Yeah. This. I need to get back to that. I've been lazy. I'm trying to bench, plus the, bench press the block, as, as a fine gentleman once said. Yeah. I actually bench pressed something. Uh, um, we went to Jose's house, and he has the ghetto gym in the back. And uh, <laughs> I couldn't believe I couldn't believe I did like one thirty-five thirty times. <laughs> I was like, "Bobby still got it." <laughs> what is this NFL hey. scouting combine? <laughs> I was gonna say thirty-five times. <laughs> yeah, no, it was, it was like thirty times. But like JT was like, "You can't do it anymore," and I was like, ah, "Let's see." And I was like, "Had to take some. Uh... I had to take some breaths a little bit, little pauses." But I didn't put it down. But yeah, tracksuit, tracksuit, Poppy. We got the legendary tequila strength. Yeah, <laughs> and also like the biceps have been holding babies left and right. They're they're golden. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hello, Michael. Thank you for uh, coming on and sharing uh, some some of your projects and what mm-hmm. you got going on for the community. Yes, I, uh, it's my t- pleasure as always, gentlemen. We'll we'll continue this in a second with Caesar. Uh, why don't you tell everyone about your song of the week? Uh, so with the Grammys being all weird and funky, I was surprised they even picked Freddie Gibbs' album, Alfredo with The Alchemist. So I played uh, one of my favorite cuts from that. It's that Frank Lucas song with Freddie Freddie Gibbs featuring Benny the Butcher. So, yeah, surprised Grammys even picked them because Freddie Gibbs, ugh, too much too much end bombs for the Grammys for sure. <laughs> Let's just get rid of the Grammys. <laughs> Fuck the Grammys. Yeah. Anyways. Fuck the Grammys. Listen and enjoy. Salud. It might just spill over on you. Oh. Can't train, baby. Can't train, baby. Yeah. 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 You know what I'm saying? Nigga, my name is Cocaine. Cocaine. 
Welcome back. That was a uh, Caesar's song of the week, Frank Lucas by Freddie Gibbs, featuring Benny the Butcher. Yeah, just like uh, I thought, it was just just weird that they picked Freddie. Like it is a fantastic album, but uh, for the Grammys to pick stuff like that, just a little funky. Also, not a big standout record to me this year, like at all. Um, everything. Or, like, I don't know what the Grammy season is. Like, what is the their time period they pick? Mm-hmm. I forgot what it is, but it's like I think they definitely they they always miss the last quarter of the year, so that's probably why. Because mm. they got it's no Busta. Yeah, no Busta, no like Benny the Butcher, no. They they don't do the last quarter for some reason. Yeah, have you guys started like starting from now until the end of next like fall? Yeah, is when yeah. they do it because it it's they're like all the award shows are January, right? February. Yeah. So. So that's why, but it was just like this one, D Smoke, but we'll talk about it a little bit later. So what is, uh, are you guys getting your like top 10 list together for the year? Uh, we usually your do, top 10 favorite records. We usually do, uh, a, like an end of the year thing on, uh, K Wink. So mm-hmm. we'll do it there. Yeah. Our top. Shout out to K Wink being on the cover of the newspaper on a Sunday. Mm. What was it about? Was it today's? Yeah, it's yeah. something. I, I was, uh, I don't know, <laughs> that just reminds me, I was making a post about that and got interrupted by a car emergency, and I don't think I ever went back and fixed, uh, <laughs> posted it. I was making, yeah, I was sharing it to the up in the mix page, and uh, got it, yeah, I, I was interrupted, and I don't think I, I just realized. So that was hours ago. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for reminding me, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, User song of the week, Frank Lucas, Freddie Gibbs, Benny the Butcher. Great, uh, great. Check out that album, Alchemist. Yeah, the Alchemist did all the whole album, produced the whole album, and it's good because they they did another one together called Fetty, which had um, it was like Freddie Gibbs, it was um, oh, I forget the other two, um, on there. So obviously it was like okay album if I always if I forgot them already. But he did that, and I think they played off of that and kept going and did the Alfredo. So yeah, what do we oh. have? What do we have next, Sean? World news. And leading off world news is COVID is still spreading uncontrollably, as it was last time we checked in. <laughs> yes, <laughs> especially here in America where people feel their civil rights are getting taken away by just putting a piece of cloth on their face. I'm really glad you guys put that at the top of your news thing. Cause I think it's funny when I watch news programs where they don't say that first, but they're like, there's a bigger story happening. No, there fucking isn't. Get out of it. There's literally not a bigger story than that. <laughs> well, we're, 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 we're educated here at up in the mix. Here locally, it's spreading out of control. Nationally, it's spreading out of control. Uh, like sporting events are being canceled. Sporting events are being moved um thanksgiving was canceled for many of you i know like i we canceled our plans to travel on thanksgiving mm-hmm. lots of people still did though i saw a, a very terrifying graphic of all the air travel from uh from last uh, sunday through thanksgiving and uh compared to like how it has been and it was ridiculous so we're doomed we're never stopping this 
until something stops it for us because people have definitely just not given a fuck. Yeah, that's that's why I say COVID is not going to be done for at least five years because people people don't care. I think I mean it, it's absolutely mind-boggling to see people like travel. It really is because I, I just I, I mean I get that people don't care, but at a certain point, it's like when did we stop recognizing the like authority of the CDC, for instance? Like, what <laughs> happens if something bigger happens? Oh, we I don't know. I watched fuck, bro. If this I was the out, outbreak, I used to, like I said, I used to play that game on uh, that Tom Clancy game. Where like uh, a plague spreads all over the United yeah. States, and collapses within within weeks. I was like, this is so dramatic and unrealistic. It would never happen. And then I saw COVID, which isn't even that deadly. And pe- I'm like, dude, if this was actually deadly and people were dying even more so than they are now, we would be fucked. Everyone, people would be breaking out guns because the people would not be listening to shit and like mm. spreading it like idiots. I mean, and I don't know if that like retention of information will change with the new administration. I do, however, really like how like tight the production level that Joe Biden has gone in all his press releases. I don't know if you guys have noticed, but he's got like hella crispy like graphics and like sets and shit. He's just like going like, listen, I'm going back to being presidential. Everything's gonna look hella good behind me. <laughs> no one crazy is here anymore. And I've got like 10 graphic artists on call to do all my logo work in a moment's notice. Check it out. It's making me feel not having press conferences in front of landscaping companies like is a big fucking step up. (laughs) Whatever. That was the coolest thing that they ever did. Yeah. (laughs) Speaking Um, of uh, fucking dumpster fires, Trumpito is still taking L's on these election recounts. Uh, He obviously lost in Georgia uh and uh, in Wisconsin after they they recounted. He lost by a bigger margin. I think we should advocate for him to continue to do these so he just keeps spending all his own money. Like like $3 million (laughs) to get 176 votes added to your total and the other candidate gets like close to like 5,000. Get out of here. (laughs) Like keep spending that money, dude. Yeah, no, you're gonna win. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, do it everywhere. (sighs) Town in New York, sure. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's great seeing (laughs) the videos of people taking down their fucking Trump signs and shit. Like, Mm Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't think, I don't remember do I I don't remember people driving around with fucking Obama shirts and fucking hats and flags Obama flags everywhere after after he won. <laughs> I, I feel like that shepherd fairy you were voting for a fucking elected official not a fucking leader of a cult. I I will say my neighbor decided to put his Trump sign up in his window 3 days after the election. Oh man. Like like after like after the fact. Like yeah, I was like oh is this, he's just going through it now. Oh no. <laughs> he's the worst neighbor i've ever had oh man well we're in the midtown commons huh yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) shout shout out to the weirdest fucking apartment complex i've ever lived in (laughs) remember when we first moved in there there was like the cool older dudes that lived there it was the wild west at the beginning (laughs) till gentrification took over and kicked all the fucking low-income people like that place makes me mad it was a great place where you where you used to live, um, Kayla and my friend Jessica and like a few other people lived across the street in my greenhouse, like on the second floor. Yeah, yeah. And there used to be a guy who would watch them through the window and that was your apartment. Like he would like, we could see him watching them through the window and be like, we'd wave at him and shit and like try to get him to stop. And he was always just like, yeah, it was real creepy. 
And then you took over that role. You did, you did a great job. You really filled those shoes. They're big shoes to fill, but you did a great job. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. What, I mean, the news is the news. How, how do you do? I mean, I, I'm I'm so grateful for news professionals now. But like, how do you recruit anyone to journalism school currently? Like, how are you as like somebody who's like, oh, you should be a journalist? Like, do you want to be shit on hard <laughs> for like your entire career? It's probably oh, just cool. Come come be a journalist. It's probably just people who are going to be teachers, but just wanted to get shit on a little less. <laughs> Because I'd be a journalist. Uh, it's one of the, I mean, it's one of the we're just yeah, it's like we're one of the few professions that's just treated worse than journalists as teachers. And that should tell you something about our America 2020. Everyone hates journalists and teachers. Everyone hates people with the truth. Everyone that just yeah, everyone that's just involved with the fucking truth and edu- and educating. Uh, yeah. <laughs> people yeah. fucking hate. Uh, yeah, meanwhile, TikTok doing great. <laughs> TikTok fantastic. You know uh, what? Do you I'm guys have TikTok? My own social getting... media company because I don't like facts. <laughs> so let's go start have a you... platform where facts don't matter. Have you ever gotten high and watched OAN? Because I have, and that shit is bananas. Like I, it is with it is no joke. Like people in their home offices pretending to be a news channel. Like what's going on? Like what what? our current sitting president is tweeting out is our people like a new station that they just made up. There's no credentials there. And they're just like, it's the craziest thing. I watched probably like two hours of it one night <laughs> and it was unbelievable, like unbelievable. And I wanted to, and like, by the end of it, I was like, I could have a channel. Like I'm charismatic enough to definitely like give, oh, like, definitely give me my own business. Uh, two weeks ago on the podcast mm-hmm. with Mike and Brad about how season and I could definitely easily uh, get get on one of these right wing networks just by uh, cleaning Same. up our image and and, and changing our, our our supposed beliefs in in quotes. Yes. So would you change your name? And if you changed your name, what would it like? If you do, you have like a right wing persona? Do you have like a Fox News name or persona? And no, I think we would just do? say we we I would just be it would be Sean and Cesar. And we would be, the, be the token brown people just fucking that they can we change so they, religion we did everything yeah they don't appear racist they yeah. can just be their reference for everything <laughs> they're like we do have two colored people friends they're on our tv show yeah just he said you know he, he agrees with me he said kaepernick should stand for the flag <laughs> you could be our consultant yeah, I mean... michael <laughs> Michael, the bar's super low. Like, you, you just I would have to be your all of your waves, waves you have, and just uh, become like a born again Christian, and mm-hmm. and like you would, you could easily, you could like call out like, you know, progressives and and, and hipsters, and just make fun of like, you know, these stoned liberals <laughs> trying to touch our wieners, <laughs> left and right, trying to trying to subvert capitalism with these you know socialist ideas and stuff for these people who should just be get a regular job and stop trying to make stuff on their own mm-hmm. i think rent prices are too low <laughs> exactly exactly yeah. yeah i mean i do think there's a space there for you guys but i am an advocate for people coming up with more imaginary personas so i mean like take this time take this covid time to like really come up with a fake right-wing persona like that's, I mean, Stephen Colbert did it for years. So he did a great job, top notch job. All you have to do is just create a new right wing version. You can create a whole other podcast. And, and Tammy Lauren. 
<laughs> yep, exactly. We can be you can be indignant. We can be playful. <laughs> we can we can be spiteful. We can be petty. There's so many different lanes to choose from. If there is anything that I think that this year has brought out in the best way in all of my friends is pettiness. <laughs> like before, pettiness was like bad, but now when I see someone being genuinely petty online, I'm like, oh, go for it, get it. You're doing you're doing the Lord's work. <laughs> I, yeah, get, go for it. Like I, petty is. Petty is not a thing I, I hate anymore in, 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 in certain people. Like truth-telling pettiness is my favorite. <laughs> so I'm I'm an advocate for, I, I think this year, th this year is like, if we had to add a word to the dictionary, I would hope it would, I, I know it's already there. But <laughs> I definitely would think petty is my word of the year. Get your, pe <laughs> get your petty label on. <laughs> Just like bartenders and service industry people going at each other, like in the most petty way. And, so fucking funny yeah. and a blast it's a huge source of entertainment for me so i'm like keep it up <laughs> yeah, i feel like pettiness is is way better than like the actual bullshit propaganda that's coming from like <laughs> people in our government and whatnot so yeah, yeah i'll take you. some genuine personalized pettiness between two individuals <laughs> ah it's a sight for sore eyes yeah. instead of yeah. rooted fucking differences yeah, I want you to be great. If you're going to be grounded in reality and mean to each other, that's fantastic. If you're going to make a bunch of bullshit up, then like, fuck right off. Everyone else is already doing that. <laughs> uh, well, moving right along to local news. Yes, yes. Uh, the school board uh, decided Finally. that some schools, not all schools, oh. some schools are going to remote learning. Uh, only uh, middle schools and high schools, elementary schools and certain other schools, including my own, will, will remain open. So uh we will we're, we're essential workers now so uh i expect you know the next time anything with budgets comes around like uh we'll be compensated and the system will be supported like the essential things they are because apparently our society is dependent upon elementary schools functioning normally <laughs> oh, and that's all because uh those kids uh, can't take care of themselves right so they need an adult to supervise I mean, like, them it's like the funny thing is, is like we all know kids really don't get sick from this and are asymptomatic. So how could they not spread it? Like, yeah. I, it's just like you're not they're not going to get tested if they're not sick. It's basic, whatever. But uh, yeah, in related news or unrelated news, according to the school board, the overflow at Renown <laughs> has started. Oh. There are currently uh, uh, over 27 patients in the overflow parking lot because the hospital is uh getting too, overflow mm -hmm. yeah there's too many people in the hospital but uh, none of these things are related they're isolated <laughs> incidences none of these things we've previously talked about are related with this <laughs> these are all just random data points completely unrelated to each other according to some people <laughs> it's ridiculous it's it's, I mean, like, I watched a guy argue with the grocery store the other day, like the people at the grocery <laughs> store, and they're like, I don't need to wear a mask, I just need to run in and out. And there, and I was like, what more information do you need? Like, where, what, what are you looking for here? Like, is there, what, what do you need clarified? Put a fucking mask on, guy. Do you, yeah. Belabored, that point is. Belabored. Like I said, we're doomed. Um, it's ridiculous. It's rid I still get very upset all the time. I just see people randomly just going in there out like without any like nothing. What are you going to do? 
No, uh, I guess I have got, a. We got pick at, We got takeout from a local restaurant who I will not name, and the place was packed. Like the bar at it, the bar was packed, completely full, and they had like every other table seated in the in the entire restaurant and a line to get in, and I was like, like. We're doomed. We are doomed. I was at Pegs this morning, like picking up to go, and it was enormous. Like, like it was for Pegs, it was not crazy, but it was crazier. Like twenty five percent. I know what twenty five percent capacity looks like in almost every building I'm in. Like I've been doing bar design and restaurant work like long enough that I can tell you pretty much eyeball capacity pretty well, and I can tell when somebody's not at twenty five percent. And it's really easy. I can drive by a place. And be like, mm, that's not twenty five percent. Well, the restaurant, the restaurant I'm in, I've been going to since it opened, and it's been open over twenty years. And I can tell you that uh, it was probably at about eighty percent capacity. I think when they think twenty five, they mean just twenty five off the top. So well, they're so like, fire- we could be seventy five percent capacity. Fire capacity is wild. Like, like there are small buildings that have like small buildings that can comfortably fit. 20 people have a fire capacity of like 40 so it's like it's weird what they're gauging it off of mm-hmm. and it's like it, it it should be so there are locations like there there are bars that are doing an amazing job of trying to keep people safe public house is a perfect example of that like they're doing everything above and beyond to create a safe space for people at 25 they were already at 25 percent capacity because in order to keep people six feet apart and to maintain like the distance required and not to have bar service and everything else, you have to be at 25%. And so when I see people who haven't really changed their model, and I, I kind of get why, but there are places where I'm like, oh, you never observed this. Like a booth width, like an average booth width is seven and a half feet. So with people in it, there's no way for you to be six feet from yeah. someone else. Like it's, it's crazy. And that sucks because we know so many businesses that are following. Like I went to coffee and comics yesterday and mm-hmm. Alec had a great like, job over there. Yeah. He had like, th- I think three or four tables and the whole thing set up and you know, like they, he had them, he had to be reserved cause he had to make a point, you know, the, so they're all reserved. You have to have reservations and has a whole way of people calling ahead and everything. And, you know, I know so many people who are actually putting in the effort to be safe and stay open and then you see other businesses that are like, no. And like at this point, you know, where where COVID is in this country, like either, you're either part of the problem like, or you're the solution. There's no like, mid, either you're helping to, to mitigate this or you're making it worse. And I think that's what was made me mad about the school board and schools staying open. It's like, sure, we can't prove that you're not making it worse, but you're definitely not making helping things out. Like, and it's not like, like keeping the status quo is only good if the status quo is working. <laughs> if things are terrible, you can't, what do you would try to just keep them at terrible and not improve them? I mean, for restaurants and bars to stay open at 25%, like for, for people who are listening who don't know, nobody writes a business model to survive on 25%. Mm-hmm. There is no way. And three weeks at 25%. So if you're a normal bar, and you have three weeks at 25% in November or December, your whole year is fucked because it is normally the busiest time of the year. So if you get 70% of your revenue in a four month period, which like is generally what the fall looks like in Reno, like there are bars that get 70% of their income 
from this time period. And you're telling them to cut to 25% and also tell people actively not to come to bars. Mm. Having them stay open is irresponsible. Closing them allows for everyone to go on unemployment, for everyone to jump in. I'm part of a national organization called the Thirst Group, which is a group of bar professionals who are advocating for national or for state level insurance company or insurance adjusters to pressure insurance companies to pay out bars and restaurants. There is catastrophic business loss coverage that exists for every bar and restaurant. Most people have it. I would say probably 90% have it. And insurance companies have just blatantly been like, no, we're not going to do it. And that is regulated at a state level. It is not a, it's not like State Farm or whoever insurance is saying, we will not pay it out. They have to pay out what the state says they have to pay out. So our state, the most hospitality state in the union, the one state that will get hit the hardest by bars and restaurants closing is not actively fighting for the insurance companies to support bars and restaurants. Because there are places that could recover, recover, stay open and do better, like be, have the, the necessary income to survive and build afterwards if insurance would pay them out properly. There are businesses that have applied for loans that if they are 03 away from the need, like percentage, like, oh, I lost this much in a year because of COVID, but I'm 0.3 away from that, that have been denied loans that are the only way for them to survive. There is no active conversation on the state level about how to change insurance practices because the insurance lobbying groups for in, like the, the hospitality industry specifically in Nevada is unbelievable. Like it's, it's I, I talk to people in states where they're actually making leave, like ground, like moving ground. Like New York is doing really good work. Like they may actually get insurance companies to pay out in New York. Nevada can't even have a conversation. Not even close to it. Hmm. This is one of those issues that people don't know about that you know, at the local level yeah. has a huge effect on, on things. And watch it like I just keep thinking like we've just been so short sighted. If we had opened up sooner in the summer and maybe uh, avoided some of the like because then the pressure wouldn't be on to close now, like to not close now. Like if we had opened up soon, like it's just if people had done better earlier, we wouldn't be here. And it, but you know, we always say no one takes a long term view of anything anywhere in this country. And uh, you're seeing the fruition of that now as we head into the winter time, where I mean, they're saying now that it's not going to peak till around Christmas and it's going to stay that high until February. Uh, you know, at some point, either the like we've been joking, like what's going to crash? Either the hospital, either our medical system is going to crash or our economy is going to crash. And it's just like we're in a, a, a staring contest as to which one's going to get first. And this, it's just thousands and thousands of people are going to be affected by this carnage that's going to come from it. I, it's, 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 I mean, like everyone likes to say the word unprecedented and all that stuff, but it is precedented. Like in like the recession before this, there were lots of places that got hit hard in ways that they didn't expect to, but it wasn't, you couldn't point to it. You couldn't say, this is exactly why. You could say like people aren't spending enough money, but that's not a way for your insurance to kick in. Now you can point to a thing and say, this is why this is happening. And insurance companies are still not supporting the businesses that still, you're required by law to have insurance mm -hmm. in, to be a bar or a restaurant. And they aren't, you are, like everyone who's still open has to pay these companies that aren't looking out for them. 
And it's unbelievable that this isn't part of a national conversation. It still blows my mind that people aren't, they don't talk about this thing in particular. And it's, I mean, culture starts to me in a bar, like the great ideas start in a bar and restaurants and like people get together and, and commune in a bar. Mm -hmm. And like, that's just how that happens. And bars make a rich tapestry of an environment. And Reno's like price for rent, like our average rent cost is now $1,400 a month, like on average. And the big sell to companies coming here is our awesome bar and restaurant and nightlife. Like that's a big part of it. That shit will not exist. Like I will fight tooth and nail to support my peers, but I can't support bars or restaurants enough. Like all I can do is help the people who work those places have a free, like I, I, every month, at least once a month, I put on an industry event to feed people and give them booze because if they're having a hard time and if I can just have them one night where they don't have to worry about shit, that's what matters to me. Like that's the little thing I can do. And on the state level, every effort that I've made, and there are like 15 of us in the state that are working hard to advocate for this, not even a conversation we get to have with the insurance companies or the insurance adjuster on the state level. This is not an elected official. This is an appointed official. So it's not like we can recall this person. We can't really have an impact on that level. And also it's been the same person for a very long time and the same organization for a very long time. And we will lose the culture that everyone's trying to sell that is gentrifying our neighborhoods. And part of me is like, maybe this will level things out. Maybe if everything closes, everything levels out again. Like it's, we've seen it before. We, I remember when Virginia Street was, you didn't want to live near near Virginia Street. I remember mm-hmm. when I first moved to Midtown, my dad was like, you want to live where? <laughs> right? like, yeah. we, we've seen what happens when we take resources and in, in, in regards to culture away. And it makes a town worse. It definitely does. And there's not much the city can do. There's not much any elected official can do. It's this one government agency that is appointed that is appointed by the governor and like the whole, I mean, it's just like, it's been the same system for a million years, but they've never had to deal with anything like this. So they're just not prepared and they don't care. Well, maybe you can uh, reach out to uh, some, some of those elected officials and uh, have them put, you know, light a fire under them to, to put some pressure and make some changes because uh, you know, this, this isn't sustainable long-term and we all love, you know, we all love Reno and, we love this community, but there's too many people who are facing some difficult but, uh, times ahead. And, and it goes like, back to my point earlier of joy, which was like, if you have a good experience somewhere and it's a safe place, say their fucking name. Say where you had a safe and comfortable experience. You had a great product to go, fucking talk about it. We have to be joyful. We have to do this through positivity because the negativity is significantly louder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and it's crazy to me that we're talking about it on on here, and our officials are not. You know. Well, I mean, this is my, again sounds like one of those things that even elected officials probably don't know about, because it's so arcane and so small that it, it you know under normal circumstances wouldn't even come up. But these are not normal circumstances; they're extraordinary circumstances, yeah. and this is just another example of people not knowing how these systems work, and it it's for a reason because it benefits some people. But I mean, both of you work in jobs where people don't say thank you that often and, or if ever, and, and bar and restaurant people definitely don't hear thank you, but they hear it more than you guys. And it feels good when you hear it. 
And it feels good when you have people bring it up and you have, it feels good when somebody like advocates for you. It sucks because the advocate, there's no like national voice. There's no, uh, other than like a handful of people saying restaurants are going to die. But if you look at the leaders in the industry, like you look at like Tom Colicchio from fucking Top Chef, that dude, every public experience or any, anything he does, podcast, fucking walking down the street, someone asks him a question. Everything he says is restaurants are going to die unless we do something. Like period, end of discussion. Like it's not, there's no gray area anymore. It wasn't it's like there kind of was before, but even then everyone saw this happening. Well, everyone I think like, even, even more importantly, when you say restaurants dying, that's not, it's like people, you're, it's, you're not talking about Cheesecake Factory. You're talking <laughs> about all the small local restaurants that everyone loves to go to wherever you live that are owned by someone like you who has passion and a desire to make great food and you know share it with people. Those are the people who are going to suffer. It's not fucking Chili's. It's not fucking Applebee's. Like those aren't the restaurants that are going to go out of business. It's the restaurant down the street that you really like that you've been going to your whole life or that your parents used to go to or that you just discovered and is the best thing you've ever had. Those are the ones that are that are going to suffer from this. And well, don't they like they don't care like they're not they're acting like they don't care. Well, and to your point, like so Chili's and Cheesecake Factory definitely aren't going anywhere. But when you're buying to go on Postmates or whatever, you need to look at the address of the thing you're looking at. If it's a new restaurant and you're like, I've never heard of that or even seen the building. Chili's currently has two restaurants that operate in right now. There's Chili's and then they have like a wings company that sells wings out of their same kitchen because Uber Eats and Postmates and other to-go companies like that are advocating for people that have somewhat successful kitchens or kitchens they know aren't going anywhere, like corporate kitchens, to create separate business models within that kitchen so that they can sell multiple products outside of the front door. So it feels like it's a new local restaurant. There's actual like deception happening on like what is a local place. I've seen, yeah, I've seen, uh, I've seen that on, you know, uh, on a DoorDash, like, like what restaurant is this? I've never heard of it. And then you go look it up and it's uh, inside a pizza hut or it's, you know, like it's uh, some shady shit. I just discovered a new one uh, last week. So yeah, again, that's why you got to go to these local, and, you know, salutes to the ones that are making it easier. Like um, even uh, what's it called? Uh, Speedy Burrito has online ordering now. And we, we had soup other, like we had soup the other night. Like they have, online pickup so you can order online go you know pick up curbside super easily and uh i think that you know it's it's going to take effort from all of us changing our habits to support these places but the biggest habit we can change is talk about the good experiences talk about the great places people are doing it right like say it tell it tell your friends like when i have a good experience out like when i have a good like like to go experience or i have a good like i i see people working hard and doing the right thing like i just just shouted out public house great example like they're they're doing a great job. Like there are places that are are pivoting and adjusting their business models that are doing it the right way that are keeping their employees safe and keeping their, their business afloat. It's not enough to survive at all. It's not remotely close to it, but it's keeping people safe. And if that's the bare minimum that we're requiring from people and people are still not doing it, it's unbelievable to me. And if there's a restaurant where you're like, oh my God, these were the best wings I've ever had. And it was that weird Chili's that you went to, try and tag them online, try and tag them on Instagram. Like really, like try to find their <laughs> footprint anywhere. If you can't, probably you should look more into it. Yeah. 
Well, this is getting depressing. Let's yeah. move on yeah. to something humorous. <laughs> Took a turn. And, and we, we talked about the Grammys. Fuck the Grammys. We, mm. we, I don't think we need to elaborate on that. But uh, so last night, uh, I didn't watch it, but Mike Tyson fought Roy Ray Jones, Jones. Mm-hmm. in a supposed Did boxing you watch it? match. No, I was uh, still lost and trying to stay lost. <laughs> The best from the clips I've seen, the best part was that Snoop Dogg narrated it. So salutes to him because it was fucking. <laughs> what? See, I with boxing, I'm just like, I'll wait, I'll wait two days. I'm gonna do it. I, I, like, I want to watch the one point, He's like, this is like my two drunk uncles at Thanksgiving fighting each other. <laughs> but Tyson, Tyson looked I mean, good though. Tyson looked good for how old that man is. Yeah, it was supposedly a draw. Well, Tyson's been a mean man for a long time. <laughs> Uh, yeah, since fucking the 80s. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah. Watching old Tyson footage is so sick. Dude, he was he's a monster. Like So uh. this is the thing. People like that say stuff like that, they're the ones that made that. I saw some people on, I'm not gonna call them out, I'm not gonna be that petty, <laughs> but I saw some people on social media so excited mm-hmm. about this. And it was all people in like their late 30s, early 40s, guys who like in you know who played Tyson's Punch Out back in the day and saw Mike in his heyday, and I'm like, bro, this is like watching Magic and fucking Jordan play each other one on one right now. Yeah, nobody either wants to see that. This is this is sad. Mm. But I yeah. didn't see their joints like, like, cold. A former NBA player Nate yeah. Robinson, he got he got a, a fucking Debo like <laughs> like Friday knocked out. It was great, but uh, yeah. Uh, I, it just, you know, I understand it's 2020, so I'll give it a pass. But <laughs> I was, I, I was not interested in watching this at all. At all. Yeah, it wasn't high on my list. My, my uncle, my uncle was a was a Olympic boxer, and like he, like like growing up, was like a big boxing family on my mom's side. Like definitely, we watched all the boxing. I was like, boxing is thing. I fucking hate MMA. I, I don't like it. I've never liked it. I've never enjoyed watching a UFC fight. I don't get it. I don't think it's it's not the same fight. It's not the same spectacle. It's not the same experience at all. And, it, and, and there's a whole generation of fighters who should have been heavyweight boxers, like fucking glorious. Like I want to wear a fur to go see that shit sit in front <laughs> row. Like I want that experience so bad that I get why people want to watch a fight with Tyson. You know, I get why people want to have it. Like, oh, I miss a fight. Like I miss that, that experience. I get why people want that. It sucks that nostalgia won instead of like athletes winning, like because they're coming from I, Reno, where like, we have the best boxing like, school in the country. I feel like the MMA moving over, like uh, taking over boxing, is just like a, a uh, reflection of our society in general. Boxing it was nuanced and required like practice and art, and MMA requires some of that, but not as much. It is way more brutal. I'm like, to me, we may like. It, it, with MMA, we may as well just have fucking gladiators fighting to the death with swords and shit. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, it's so brutal. And, like, it's not, there's not as much, uh, I don't know. It, it, it's all well, fucking. Well, nobody ever called MMA the beautiful dance. Like, people called boxing the beautiful dance. Like, it's it's a mm. thing. Like, it, the, the thing about boxing and the universal appeal is that people could watch it and be like, I get that. I get why that's rough. I get the athleticism. I get it. It's easy to translate that experience. Like football is like you can see the complexity. The, 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 yeah. 
it's it's easy to see that with MMA there are complexities and holds and and it's the wrestling component it's the ground stuff Technical that's hard thing. to understand because it's like you're that those those dudes are like whispering and like cutely kissing each other I assume I don't know how it works <laughs> that like they just like they mean like, I can't wait to fuck you later or whatever they're saying to each other <laughs> that that we don't get to know about that you that don't get i mean i know when the the bring in on a boxing match like the hug in a boxing match i'm sure they're kissing too but it's not <laughs> it's, it's at least a little bit more of a spectacle yeah. and and my i guess it goes to my like personal dream of forever like, from from being like i remember watching holyfield like fight and i remember watching like the crowd at a holyfield fight and not even a mike tyson but like holyfield in particular because he was such a like outstanding guy and a great athlete and a killer boxer and I remember wanting so bad, and still to this day, it's like a thing I want, which is to like get hella dressed up, go to a fucking sit, go sit at a boxing match, like go wear a fur, like fucking drug like dealer stats. Like Joe Namath? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I want that. I want that hella bad. <laughs> That's like a big dream of mine. And I know that it'll never happen because there's no great heavyweight fighters anymore. Mm. There's no big spectacle fights like that. And I'm glad we got something. But I didn't pay to watch it. That's yeah. how much I don't give a shit. But like boxing is like a chess match. Like you could tell, like you know, the first couple of rounds are like feeling each other, and like they've seen all the tapes on each other and things like that. But it's just like a chess match, and I love to see that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah it, it, you wouldn't have seen that last night. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's probably I, I stayed lost in the sauce. And uh... I mean, I'll watch Mike Tyson punch anybody. Honestly, I just won't pay to do it. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, it probably still hurts really bad. Oh God! <laughs> See, I could definitely not get. Oh, that's what Roy Jones Jr. Face. said. That's why I'm like, how did he? How's it a draw? But after the fight, he's like, my whole body hurts. Yeah. Tyson's is just standing there, like, oh, you're the the guy who made you hurt didn't win. Okay. <laughs> and, and well, I'm sure they got money. Salute, uh, no, salute to Tyson. He gave all of his winnings. It was like ten million dollars. Uh, he gave it all the way to charity. Who did? Mike Tyson, he's giving it all away to charity. Get out of here. That's amazing. And quick tangent, uh, if you haven't re- watched the Mike Tyson Mysteries on Adult... I was just about to bring that up. <laughs> it's so fucking funny. Uh, it's on Hulu, so uh, check it out. Like, so my brother Shannon. He, he told me about it before it came out. I remember watching. <laughs> it's so weird, but it's so funny. It's great. That show was back to back with Black Jesus. Like those two shows played yeah, for a yeah, while. And, yeah, and that shit was a huge block of TV. And I think the, they're both like 15 minute episodes because it's Adult Swim, like short format. But I remember watching those back to back and just fucking laughing my ass off. The Mike, the, the pigeon, everything with the Mike Tyson mysteries is perfect. Norm McDonald's hilarious, his, his weird yeah. Asian daughter. Like it's a great, it's a great, just those things. It, it's a great show. There, there's a ghost involved that may or may not be <laughs> homosexual. It, it's great. It's, it's it's also drawn in this in the style of Hanna Barbera, which is my like I love adult swim stuff. Band, like mm. fucking uh, Scooby Doo. So yeah. I've I've been rewatching Harvey Birdman, uh, Attorney at Law, which is all time favorite <laughs> car- like Adult Swim cartoons like that and, and Space Coast. And but Harvey Birdman, I forget. Like I watch some cartoons like that, and I forget how I'll formulate, like how much they formulated my personality. <laughs> like because Harvey Birdman in particular, I just watch some of that shit. I'm like, ooh, like that's me inside of my bones now. <laughs> it's definitely part of the foundation of who I am. Uh, that's how I feel about when I watch Bugs Bunny cartoons. Uh, <laughs> you do dress up as a girl to fool people quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, and then one last thing with sports uh, before we move on to my song of the week. The Lakers are going to win the NBA title next year. Again, yeah. they've got better. I've already bet money on it. I'm going to bet more money on it, and you should too. You're welcome, everyone. Get that money. Get that money line before it goes up. Before everyone realizes it, because it's you're going to win less. They're going to win it all. I don't know how many of you are NBA fans, but it's fucking Laker time, and I'm a Warrior fan yeah. saying all this, so you know it's the truth. Who did they just pick up? Mark Gasol. Oh yeah, yes, and yes, and, dude. And uh, dude, it's just, yeah. Salutes to Rob Palenka. The ghost of Kobe Bryant is guiding the franchise to more <laughs> from the grave. Whatever. The ghost of all the money in LA is uh, guiding everyone to doing well over there. Like I feel yeah. like far, like if you are like to talk shit about California until they get rich and then move there. <laughs> yeah. I feel like everyone like they were like it started with the galaxy. It started with their with their with their football franchise where they were like, Oh yeah, or their soccer, whatever Fo- franchise. Football, like, you're oh, correct. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah we're gonna what what does it look like when one of our teams does really well oh shit all right let's start spending some money and now it's like rams look good fucking chargers look good fucking like the lakers have been looking good for a very long time but i feel like it's definitely la is like man we got the money let's fucking spend it yeah so uh but anyways uh yeah that's just my little uh my that's my little note, you know, note of gambling wisdom uh for those <laughs> of you know. What is the difference if you bet now versus when they get closer? I don't. Really the odds know. are going to only going to get worse. Like yeah. uh, right now, the uh, like because it's so far away, the season hasn't even started. The, the odds are worse. So like as soon as they started Mike Gasol, I went and looked at the odds, and they were obviously favored, but like they weren't f- crazily favored. So uh, I forget what they were. I think it was like plus two forty or something. If for those of you who understand. Um, but I'm sure, like, as it gets closer and closer, and once the season starts and they start doing well, the, you'll win less money. Like, I bet I put down, I think, $20, and I'll win, like, $75 to, to, to simplify this. But, like, as it gets further in and, like, people start seeing and more people bet, then you'll win less money for how much you bet. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah. it, one of my greatest regrets, when the Warriors won their first title in 2015, they opened up the the – like the season as having like 40 to one odds to win the title. And even like in February, it had only gone down to like, you know, five or six to one. I should have just bet, you know, I should, I should, (laughs) but anyways, I I don't, I've never, I've never been a big sports better. It's not my thing. I also am not like a person who follows sports or really gives a shit about sports. I get why people like to bet. And I have a friend whose sister is like a savant and has taken me on like he'll be like oh yeah let's go do this crazy thing i'm like no dude i don't want you to pay for that that's crazy he's like no i just won an absurd amount of money at the pepper mill like we need to go do this thing and i was like oh, okay and when i found out like the ever like it's just like a part of their lifestyle and i feel like betting sports gambling like in, in the like especially in reno or like in nevada specifically is a lifestyle like you like wake up put your bets in go get your thing do you have that routine sean do you like are you like a sports better i uh I have some relatives I that uh, gamble, so uh, I'm not gonna uh, call yeah. them out. <laughs> gonna, but uh, I have some relatives that gamble, so and it's all, like, but I, I will say this: when I was a fucking, when I was in like middle school, I definitely ran like a uh, like a, a thing where like you everyone put their football picks in each week and like paid like two dollars, and then someone won. Like 
I definitely had that going on in my neighborhood when I was so in you were a bookie. You were a bookie in middle school? <laughs> it was more of a contest, okay? Quotes. <laughs> there was no gambling going on. You simply entered a contest to see who would pick the most winter winners and whoever won got the pot each week. And, you know, it was that, like... That's not gambling at all. That's not, no, that's not what the it's definition it's of gambling is. I didn't, I didn't know contest was a bookie term. <laughs> Yeah, so, uh, yeah, that definitely started in, like, sixth grade. It went through middle school. Um, it, was, it didn't get too big. I, you know, it would be, like, 10 to 15 people each week. So you, were, you weren't winning large sums of money. But, uh, Cesar, are you always... a gambler? Not really. No, nah, I'm not. Sometimes, when you know, on a game of CeeLo, you know, I might throw down. But, I, yeah. But, you know, I like to spend... I've never known you to be someone who, like, goes, like, will, like, go, like, in the, like... Sunday morning, go put their yeah. bags like or Saturday nah. night for first college. I will say it's gotten more prevalent since COVID. Yes. Because, and, and I feel like, like people who love stats, like this is the time to get into stats right now. Because like, <laughs> what else are you going to fucking do? Yeah. Like I, I've always been a sports nerd. And, uh, you know, I, at first I didn't care that sports came back on. But then I was like, you know, as we've locked down and things have closed, I'm like, I need something to do. So I've started watching sports. <laughs> But, like, my teams aren't necessarily good and or playing. So, I'm like, how can I give a fuck about, you know, watching these random, you know, teams play? And, you know, it turns out gambling is a great motivator for that sort of thing. <laughs> Money does you the have, trick. You can do it. I can do it from my phone now. Yeah. And uh, you can bet, like, you know, $2. Like, salutes to Mike and Nick. We, we all have our little bets. Like, we bet on the UNR each week. And, you know, the... Look, I'm not betting lots of money. It's like two, three dollar bets sometimes, sometimes ten, but it's great. It's it's something that passes the time, like uh, all these other things we've done. I, this is the only time period in my life where I've been like, I wish I was a gamer, or I wish I like did these like weird things I never. Also, something that I've really... become in these in these times. Yeah, I can't I can't even start it. Like I'm a, I I've got my Switch. And I can play like Mario and shit, but like I like the, the the extent of my ability to like want to be a gamer or, or even want to I don't have the attention span to play with somebody online. You know what I mean? Like I don't I, I it's not my thing. Like I want to be able to play at my pace or whatever, and it's just not I'm not my social stuff, like all of my skill set came from doing musical, like doing theater as a kid. And so it's like oh, if I can't be on a stage or be in front of people, I'm fucking useless. Like there's no <laughs> there's no real reason for me to be around. So yeah, I mean, it is social. Like a lot of large part of gaming, it like you know we play video games together when we can. That's another way for it's for us to socialize since we can't socialize, you know, under normal circumstances. And the same is is for betting. I even got I got Steam on my laptop, and uh, my girlfriend mentioned she wanted like used to play Sims, so I got that so she could play Sims. And I'm like you know, it's just way she's like, oh, you know, I did pass some time. I'm like, look, like. It's gonna be a long winter. Like things are like we're not gonna be able to go out and do stuff, and you know, like you, if you're gonna get fucking bored, like you know, it's cold inside. Video games, gambling, watching sports are two of the things <laughs> I'm doing past the time since it's no reading, longer. Reading sounds stupid in comparison to all these other fun things. <laughs> That's the thing. Like all summer, I read a lot and spent mm -hmm. a lot of time outside, and lately I've been like, you know what? Like I can't, I, you know. It's it's easier to read for me personally when it's like super sunny and there's sunlight and you're laying in a nice well lit room or like you know. When it's... I, I I've been reading more comics like and comics I don't want to read, which is a shitty part. Like I'm like <laughs> reading comics I don't like, where I'm like oh I just need to 
like I want to escape. Like ninety store. <laughs> no, like so. I, the the latest one I've been trying to get through is Ghost Rider destroys Marvel history, and it's not easy to read. Like, I like Paul <laughs> Paul Shear from How Did This Get Made and like the um the League. And he he's a, he's an actor. He wrote this, and I I love the podcast How Did This Get Made. And he wrote this line of Ghost Rider, or it's Cosmic Ghost Rider. Um, that it, it, he goes back in time and like fucks up a bunch of like timelines in Marvel history, and I was like, oh, that's like a fun premise. It's fucking very difficult to read. The art is shitty, and the, it's not shitty. No Marvel books are ever shitty with art, <laughs> but the, the story is hard. It's just not fun to read at all. And so I keep running into these walls where I'm like, Ugh, I need new content. But what are you gonna do? I'm just gonna wait for Wonder Woman 1984 to come out. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for that. Yeah, there's gonna be a lot of movies. Like, we'll get there, Michael. We'll all get through this together. <laughs> I need movies, though. This is the longest I've gone. It's like I, I'm a midnight movie guy. Like, I go the day it comes out. This is the yeah. longest I've gone in forever that we're well, not watching a new Marvel movie or a new whatever at midnight. It's it's rough for me. I for, I forget the like weird emotional toll that has on me until I like it comes up every once in a while, and I'm like, oh man, I really like that's a thing such a huge part of my life and going to movies mm-hmm. or going to like midnight like like pop culture experiences yeah. and i so that I, i'm very excited about 1984 about wonder woman mm-hmm. i just pivoted your sports conversation in case you couldn't tell to wonder <laughs> to wonder woman in comics no it's just it, it, it's just expanded into entertainment in general mm-hmm. but speaking of entertainment i woke up to this the video this morning was the first thing I woke up to. Me too. Sunday morning, roll over in bed, pick up my phone, start scrolling Facebook, and the first thing that pops up is this gem of a song from Toby Nwigwi featuring Black Thought and Royce the Five Nine. And like it had just premiered. The video so I is watch it yet. I could only watch it once. That's the thing though. It just premiered and they're like, it will be available to rewatch later. Because he had like just played it as like a premiere, and I just happened to catch it, mm-hmm. and then had to wait until this afternoon to watch it again. So listen to the song "Father Figure," go watch the video. It's so good, because it's so good, uh, and enjoy. You're welcome. Solid. Look, I can do in days what may take them years. I'd imparted ways with those who move in fear. Hard to go astray when the vision's clear. Low key, they might have to throw parades when I'm no longer here. This for the gangsters and the hustlers and the black bleeders. Ain't got a bar for a mark unless it's not Zima. They ain't tweaking when you speak and you cannot feature. Push a Hyundai accent like I can't afford to drive Beamer. Why? Cause it ain't about the car, it's about the confidence. All my consonants are consequently due to confidence in. Elohim, though the metal bring me a peace of mind We survive places to demonize feeble minds For what should be legalized, I'm <laughs> Just saying, dawg, there's big old facts Be weary of the trap with cheese, cause it's big old rats Hey, look, low-key, you could touch more cheese than a grater Have some paper, but if you known for hoeing your partners You still big old trap The real gon' understand, I pray to fake or listen If you the fraud on your squad, you still can change position before I had a pot to piss in all this diction, I envisioned every piece of fruit I brought into fruition. Oh. If you hating, dog, you tripping. Going to recognition with my missus worth the jigger. I swear to have my art in exhibitions in a minute. Not just a rapper to these rappers. I swear I'm their father figure. I'm wrong. Yeah, I'm your father figure. Oh. I swear I'm your father figure. Oh. 
know you, you, I'm your father figure. Not just a rapper to these rappers, I swear I'm your father figure. Dearly beloved, if it's merely a budget, I'm clearly above it. My skin and my hair is Nigerian colored and does what the Aryans doesn't. If you purely a puppet, then you really be stuck in it and you a suffix. I don't want to be toughest. I just keep it a hundred and think nothing of it. Timidly talking ain't part of my chemistry. I'm an OG, is you kidding me? I see what you giving me, be it's your liberty. Still, what I see is stupidity. You lacking humility, seeking validity. Shake the mistaken identity. These lacking ability jokers is killing me. Literally wasting my energy. That's only a fact. They'll never hold me, I only adapt. You shouldn't have told me your homie could rap. They shouldn't have shown me the Toby in fact. I'm blacker than black, or packaging crack, or packing the Mac in the back of the act. I'm saying I'm something spectacular. Don't at me, I'm biomolecular. Don't Google the aftermath, don't bother. Everything left on the floor is the lava. These nuts, George Washington Carver. What you want, boy? I'm a piranha, I'm a pariah, I am Nirvana, I am the king coming out of Wakanda, I run into you won't tell us a problem, I'ma be honest, I am your father, figure. Yeah, I'm your father, figure, ooh. I swear I'm your father, figure, ooh. No, no, you, you, I'm your father, figure, I'm just a rapper to these rappers, I swear I'm your father, figure, ooh. African estate grass and grapes, masculine and slave master hate. Exactly when they emasculate, congratulate gay or master hate. Ask the black lady to shake, they fascinated, they masturbate. The black parade straight exacerbates the actual hate they imaginate. That's when they racist, straight harasses as they evacuate. Imagine wearing a mask and where can't imagine making it past the day. Hell is hated, heavens are elevated, melanated masquerade. You celebrate, they are vaccinate. You separate, they assassinate. Weapons mastered, yes, they active, yes, they matter, mash to ray. Rep they blackness, leather jackets, black beret. Pass the mace, ice cube, jam master J. Trunk. Trunks of jewelry, come through and truly. Trump. Trump security, grand master J. Gucci Kami out of Luciano, to Amani, I'm a Muliano. Drove her out and hit the Nemans in Cabo. Goat the model, made a Venus de Milo. Spend a lot at the Palazzo, send you hollow semiados, powder blue Diablo. Probably pop a copper to the honor Brianna and Amadou Diallo. They tracking the African breed, the patent the seeds. They snatching the apple from Adam and Eve, the patent the seeds. Attack chemically, the patent disease. I rep murder violence, methane bars, jet stream guard. You rep Turtle Island, just ain't Charles, Epstein's law. <laughs> And that's King Talk, my queen shopping in LA. See me out in that green drop, that thing not a Chevy. Beam on top of that slingshot, Glock scene, softest dwelly. And things start to fall apart like Chinua a Chevy. Yeah, I'm your father figure, ooh. I swear I'm your father figure, ooh. No, no, you, you. I'm your father figure, I'm just a rapper to these rappers, I swear I'm your father figure. Woo! Welcome back, guys. That was the brand new Toby Nwigwe featuring Black Thought and Royce, and that was called Father Figure. Woo! That was so much. Fire. Jesus, you said it, Michael. Like, God damn, like, here's what I thought, like, through Royce the verse. It's something for everyone. Mm -hmm. Like, Toby Nwigwe is, like, the spiritual, like, side of things, like, the spiritual positive side of things. Then you have Black Thought who comes in with like the street, super hard truth, real like realism side of things. And then you have Royce to five nine popping off of all his crazy conspiracy side of things. Yes, yes. All together in one video. It is so amazing. I, I'm just I I'm I'm just happy I got to experience that. <laughs> I mean, when you when you make a choice to be like, I know I have a fire enough beat, I have enough lyrics put together. I got Royce the five nine on it. Then you call Black Thought and you're like, oh, I'm gonna pull the fucking showstopper for the person who will literally make everyone look shitty on a track, pull it off, and across the board, everyone like holds their weight. Like that was 
start to finish, like hell and fucking like that's, even. That's what and they have big, black fire. It's so hard to do even. that. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone <laughs> raise their game. <laughs> If you have black, if you have black thought and Royce to five nine, and that's first of all, since to both of them, they have mm-hmm. two of the best albums of twenty twenty. Yes, yeah. you have them on the record. You know you got to bring fire. This this is like perfect captures in time the last year in hip hop because these three have been at the top for the last year, just dropping all kinds of projects, all kinds of features, and all kinds of knowledge. Yeah, Royce Bro- is like I I miss Detroit sound so much. I miss like like Guilty Simpson. I miss like the, that sound that and he he just now like that's not the kind of beat I'm used to hearing him on. And that was fucking greasy. That yes. was like fucking so smooth. And th- the way it was shot, the cinematography was great. And oh man, is it's just fantastic. I, I, I honestly I love having lyrics on a video. Like I don't mm. hate that one fucking bit. I thought that was very tight. Yeah, Toby mm. New England does it on most of his uh yeah. his song. And if you notice, I, I, Toby doesn't cuss. I don't watch either. videos that much. Yeah, he doesn't cuss. He, he never cusses and he puts his lyrics on a song. It's this kind of his thing. Mm-hmm. And that you know, his music videos have always been artistic and and uh they're expanding here with the, the creativity with mm. like normally they're usually solid one color or like yeah, contrasting colors or complementary mm-hmm. colors here he's kind of just highlighting that house they're in uh oh, like, was, like, every, like everyone was wearing solid colors like mm-hmm. everyone like there was definitely like color blocking happening for sure because everyone's wearing yellow mm-hmm. yeah yeah just, yeah the the thought and the creativity of the good because not just because here's the thing it's like obviously to write the rhymes and perform them is one thing then to come up with a concept for the music video and then like the, the combining the choreography and then the production on the music, like everything, and then you put it all together. Like it's a fucking piece of moving art. I would love to see their storyboarding. Like when they're like getting down to like, all right, this is the song we're going to do. Where, where are we going to go with it? You know? And for them to like, cause I, in my head, there's just like this huge whiteboard. They got like just different palettes of color, different moods up there. Like, yeah, like oof, just to be in a room when they're doing that together. This is this is high. This is hip hop. This is fucking high end fucking art. Yes. Well, I'm I'm such I'm such an advocate for the long form video. Like I I I love like a, a, a an eight minute music video for a three minute song. Like I think that if you have a visual story to tell, like get get there. And I didn't think that there, that was necessarily like a visual story. I think they had. A great song and had visual stuff they could put behind it but that wasn't that the, they weren't there to narrate a story necessarily because there were definitely three different points of view and i think through choreography they told that but that wasn't nece- they didn't necessitate a, a, a long form video but i i would like to see him if that's his career i guess this is the first video i've seen from him i would love to see a long form like i would like to see a full eight minutes 12 minutes of something that a story he wants to tell yeah he with his uh his pandemic project he did at the end of summer, they do have, uh, so like they have interview interwoven with uh, song into like a lot, like I think it's like 20, one of them's 28 minutes long total. Mm-hmm. But, uh, they, but then they made like his, the whole album is like music videos all together, but separate, like they're telling, they're all in the same house occurring with the same outfits and everything, but they're broken up into each song. So the like the uh, he made basically a music video album, kind of like that with each separate kind of standing alone, but still with the same concept flowing throughout all of them. It, it's just 
it's so crazy it's crazy i mean there's been so many great long form videos from like the wall to like beyonce like lemonade and stuff mm -hmm. like there's been so many great long form videos but i enjoy like when like especially now that people have the time to like take to tell the story and like to do that it's nice to see because we can't we don't get like live performances and i watched the run the jewels get out the vote thing on hbo and i thought they kind of phoned that in like there was a visual story to tell with that record especially that they just didn't do and i know it was I like think, timely i think they, that, they needed to get it done i loved it because they're more about performing and i think they did a great job of of performing that i didn't okay. think they were trying to make it music video it was more like recreating a, what a live performance could look like during these times Right, but there's a, those are two versions of things, right? Like there's the live version of it, and then there's this great visual story, which we just saw. Like that, that was a, a visual story, and like taking you to a new place and adding to the art, and like and creating a new experience. And I like a long form version of that. And the thing with like I like a live performance, but it's weird to watch a live performance without a live audience. And that makes there's that weird bridge between a live audience show and a visual medium like a music video. And I feel like it's hard to bridge those gaps. It's hard to find that that in between. And the thing that I felt weird was that uncanny valley of that 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 run the jewels thing. It was like this uncanny valley between a video and a live performance, where it was a very much like had the visual components of a video and a live performance, but there was no audience. There's no energy for them to feed on. Yeah. Um, but Jesus, if you don't like, I don't know how many times you have to tell you guys. Fucking listen to Toby Newigwig. Yes. Uh, the man yeah. of truth. Uh, and uh, check out that music video when you get a chance. Mm -hmm. and, and, like, all I got to say is you're welcome. Uh, we've, been, <laughs> we've been talking about him for years now. For years, yeah. Uh, coming through. Mm -hmm. But, uh, Michael, you ready for the meandering questions, which have been updated since you were last on? Yeah. I don't remember any meandering questions because normally by this point in the conversation, <laughs> we've gone so many treat things i don't remember what we talk about so yeah, yeah let's get them <laughs> all right uh let's go with the first one what is the most overrated restaurant in reno overrated restaurant in reno Ugh. olive garden <laughs> okay <laughs> like uh no I, that's a that's a very pc answer i i Everyone's trying really fucking hard right now. Yeah, and yeah. I feel that it's inappropriate for me to like disparage anyone trying hard under locally. Normal, under normal circumstances. Yeah. Um not a huge fan of Beto's, mm. personally. I think their food sucks. Facts. Like, that's one where I'm just like nah. Facts. Uh Facts. everyone I remember like there are still holdouts from a like college mentality where you're like, this makes you good in it's like no, that's gross because there's lots of other places. Nope, it was um, and it was good, but it is not on par with other places. Is that nostalgic yeah. factor once again, kind of like the awful, awful? Like when you were young, you didn't know what a good burger was, so you thought awful, awful. You get a we're lot of fries. People are mistaking ignorance of other things for best. Mm -hmm. I, I, but I also we we live in a it's town that has some of the best Mexican, like some of the best Mexican food you can get mm -hmm. is in Reno. And like, there's like, there's some really good food to be had here yeah. in that category mm -hmm. specifically. And I feel like Buenos is just constantly doesn't doesn't do it for me. Also, not a fan of the food at Flowing Tide. Love the people, like the bartenders at Flowing Tide, are very nice. But the food, not a fan. Of the food. Flowing Tide has good food for a bar, mm -hmm. but you're really comparing it to Disagree. like. Disagree. 
disagree. No, <laughs> I mean, I mean, like you're comparing it to like bullies and sneakers and like like a sports bar, like those, like a sports bar, and that like they they have the best food of the sports bars. Like, I do remember these rapid fire questions now because I always want to ask you guys one in return, <laughs> and so okay. I'm going to ask you one too. Best sports bar food in Reno. It's I gotta say, Jocks Jocks has the best wings out of a sports bar in Reno. I think. Where? Jocks. Jocks. Never been there. It's off of Virginia. I'm bring you some wings, Sean. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say best sports bar is probably uh, Coaches or Shenanigans. Shenanigans, uh, probably. I love I love Coaches because Shenan- the breakfast. Shenanigans to me is not a sports bar, but I will take that as a sports bar for sure. <laughs> All right, give me another one, Caesar. What's what's the best restaurant in Reno? What's your best? Or I'm sorry, what's your favorite restaurant in Reno? Yeah, best is a hard thing because um, there are people who have good days and bad days. Mm-hmm. But my favorite restaurant in Reno, Quacks. Quacks is my favorite restaurant. Yeah. In Reno. Okay. No argument there. Yeah. Like like I love Danny. I love his dad. I love their food. I love how they care about their community. I love that they make like they chose before anyone told them to do so to close their their indoor dining to be safe and just do to go. They're they've been doing the right choices, making the right moves. Their food is always like perfect if you're there, perfect if you take it away. I've done New Year's there several times where you do like their set menu stuff. And that's probably the thing I miss culinary wise the most out of this year is like set menu dinners or like specialty menus and theirs on new year's is always the thing like every like we don't make plans on new year's because we know we're going to go there and eat the best food we've had probably probably of that year and like they and it's a, a friend of ours who we had a persona on at some point to talk about chardonnay i can't remember what our fake <laughs> name for her was but our chardonnay expert that came on the show um we had barbara? her birthday there was it barbara? barbara yeah yeah barbara. <laughs> We had Barbara's birthday there because uh, her birthday is on the 30th or like on, on the 31st. And she has, like, like they, she was not that excited about it. And the food was so amazing and the service was so great. And every, every single component about what I look for in an experience, except for like ambiance, which is the last thing I look for, it was perfect and it was delicious and couldn't, couldn't say enough about it. So. Quox maintains the like reigning king of my favorite, my, my heart in Reno. We we get it, we get take out there like once a month, and I'm like, we haven't yeah. had it. In a while. Maybe that will be dinner tonight. Duck that duck fried rice right there. Mm. We had duck noodle soup the other night. Rachel never had it, and it's my like my my personal favorite dish to make because it's like it's just like I like bone close duck, which is like a weird thing, which is like, more oily and a little bit more tender. It's all in there. The noodles were perfect. Like, taking it away was perfect. But I mean, like you, you, you can't do anything wrong there. Like anything, every single dish is like. I saw you in person was getting takeout of quacks. There you go. That's the just proof of concept there. <laughs> yeah. Big fan of those guys, and I also I love Danny. Like Danny and his dad have done amazing things, and he supports. Like he was the first one when they opened. He came and bought hand sanitizer from me. He, I mean, like he supports every aspect of my life he's supported and and has for many years even when they were jasmine and it's just like I, you, you can't ask more from a restaurant tour to create great stuff and support their community so quox is on the top of the list nice next question what are three essentials 
uh, that you have to have when you leave the house other than your phone, like an everyday carry kind of thing? Do my like keys count or no? Do keys and phone count? Yeah, no, that's like you need to leave the house with those no matter what. Yeah, okay. So like, um, mm-hmm, like mine, I need my camera, my hat. Watch. Mm-hmm. I don't. I never leave the house without a watch. This watch I bought. Uh, it's my first American-made watch. Uh, I've never bought one before, but I bought it two months or a month into COVID. And every year on the anniversary of me smoking or, or stopping smoking, I buy myself a watch. But I bought one early this year, and I spent way more money than I normally do. And I bought an American-made watch from Filson. And it is the um, Shinola from Detroit makes this watch for Filson. So it's like an Amer- like it's an East Coast company making a watch for a West Coast company. And it is like one of my pride and joys. And my wife bought me a watch for our anniversary this year from Timex. That's like a replica of an American-made watch that I love very much too. It's like a Q replica from 1979. So I'm a, I'm a watch guy. I like a watch. Uh, obviously, I can't see, so I have to have my glasses. And I have <laughs> lots of different kinds of glasses. So that's a different one. Um, What's the other thing I can't leave? Oh, I have lots of pocket knives. Like I have a <laughs> lot of pocket knives. Um, right now I have a, the Gerber, like barber seat. Like it looks like a barber barber's blade, but it's a knife. Like that's my favorite thing I have currently. I have a lot of knives. I, I like collect knives. Like I collect watches, but I care more about my watches. I take better care of them. Like my with my pocket knives, I'll leave them places on accident or something. Like I'm much more. My watches are much more precious, but. Yeah, I would say like watch. I mean, obviously, I can't see without my glasses, so mm-hmm. watch, glasses, and knife. Nice. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, what is the best movie you've seen in the last ten years? Oh my god! I've talked to you guys in the last ten years. Ah, <laughs> uh, last ten years, best movie. Well, I watched this movie the other day. I, I don't like, I mean, like, I love, I, t- I used to teach a film class. Like, I'll teach a film class. You and I, like, I love film. Like, I'm definitely, like, a big film buff and, like, get deep into the, like, nerdiness of it. But that was not the last 10 years of my life. The last 10 years of my life has been embracing my love of garbage movies. <laughs> so I will say, like, I'm not going to give you the my top my favorite movie of the past 10 years i'm gonna give you my favorite garbage movie of recent memory does that count yeah sure <laughs> sick so there's this movie called governor governor gabby <laughs> my wife is laughing in the background there's this movie called <laughs> governor gabby that is like top 10 one of the worst movies i've like, like top two worst movies i've ever seen and it's basically like if you gave a weird white girl from sacramento camera and asked her family to film a movie about her becoming governor on accident and like the it's a film that her house and like the places around her house it's available on amazon it's probably the worst movie i've ever seen it's absolutely fantastic i love cinema i love beautiful and perfectly made movies and there's lots of movies that have like moved me emotionally or like i've seen visual things that i've never i could never imagine that someone else has done that for me which is the beautiful escapist art of cinema. But I also love that I am an absurd person. And when somebody creates something much more absurd than my brain could comprehend, (laughs) that is equal art to me. And that's why Governor Gabby, I'm going to give is my, my movie, the most important movie I've seen in the last 10 years. (laughs) 
Yeah. Definitely not that. Okay. Definitely my, my answer for that. So. All right. Uh, next. <laughs> next one. We've been asking all the guys because mm-hmm. we're we're seeing some different answers. Yes. So how do you wash rag loofah brush? Is it just a bar of soap? Do you soap body wash? What's your self care? Something like like after like like in the shower, just like general self care. Yeah. Like yeah. Routine? Are we talking about routine? Yeah, like yeah, in, like in the shower. Like, what's your routine? Mm-hmm. All right, so let me let me walk you through my showering experience, and I'm super <laughs> into this because I would love to talk to you more about Gravelisi Co products. Yes, which this involves. <laughs> so, I brush my teeth, get in the shower, wet the whole thing, wet the whole thing, start like like bottom to top. I loofah. I, I, I loofah the front parts of my body, my sensitive parts. So I loofah my face, then my armpits, then my balls, then my butthole, <laughs> right? In that order. Then I bought this crazy Japanese washing cloth called the, I think, Yoshi or something along those lines. It's like a microfiber long towel. And then I put soap on that and I do my back because I suffer from back knee and I would like to like make that stop better. So I like to exfoliate my back. And then... I am such a fucking advocate for this when you're hungover, but just in general, I have a water pick that you can use in the shower. It's like a, a mobile, it's a waterproof what? water pick. Yeah, you just fill it up in the shower. So every morning I water I'm pick. one of those. Because I, I have a water pick and it's so annoying to have to fucking, our bathroom's super That was small. my problem for years was like the stupid well and like having it stuck. The, no, this thing, you just fill a little backup of it and it has a charge that lasts like three weeks, almost a month. And it, I put it in the shower. You can travel with it and stuff. It's completely waterproof. So I do my water picking. Then I wash my beard out with just water. I don't ever put soap in my beard. I put nothing that lathers in my beard. I've had a beard for 15, 16 years. And I've never, I, I never put things that lather in my beard. And I just use water. And then I'll wash my hair if I want to wash my hair. But I do that probably every two to three days. Depends on how long I've worn a beanie. Um, beanies in particular create oil in your hair, which is bad for your hair follicles, like that. And so, and then when I get out, so my shaving ritual, I use warm water on my cheeks <laughs> and I use True Fit and Hill, which you can get at the Derby Supply Company. And I shave just my cheeks because that's the only place I need to shave because I have a beard. Then I use cold water to chill my cheeks because you want to close your pores up. Pores up, yeah, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. And then I use a rose water spray that Rachel has that I literally could not buy again if I wanted to because it's just something I started using from her when I ran out of aftershave. It's like a rose toner. I use that and it works fucking so good. And then after that, I, I put, I have psoriasis. So I put lotion, lots of lotion on my hands. And then I put uh, the Gravelisico beard balm on because I like a little wax because my beard needs shape. Because if you have a wild beard that grows um, from the corners of your chin and the corners of your jaw, you want to use something that has a little bit more shape to it to create like the look you want. If you don't have, if you're somebody who has a, a beard that goes from like the tip of your chin or the centers of your cheeks, you want something that's more oily because it'll make it weight down and grow down instead of out. And so I use sometimes both. And yeah, that's that's my that's my routine. You hear that, guys? Great stuff here. You're the first. Mike, well, you're the first white guy who's had any fucking game in this area, so congratulations. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, no. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I, I have my, my, my steps. Like, I definitely am such an advocate for knowing how to shave properly, and I don't even shave. Well, just cleaning like yourself I, and making yourself feel good, yeah. I feel like you lost art amongst 
uh, males. So <laughs> we're yeah, trying to like, awareness in this situation. Yeah, I love a washcloth. Like if I'm gonna like, so I guess so again, like I like to rebuke these questions with you guys. Um, what's your hotel situation? Are you somebody who like maxes out the towels every time you go there? Because I can tell you, like when I go to a hotel, like one thing I miss about COVID stuff is like. When I'm in a hotel, I'm using nine washcloths just to clean my butthole, just to clean that, just like, just to get in, like, I'm like fucking pulling shit around. Like I'm using every towel, every time. I usually don't stay at hotels because yeah. I, I usually yeah. use Airbnbs, mm -hmm. but yeah. last, the last trip we took, <clears throat> we stayed at a super nice hotel in San Francisco, uh, the Ritz, the Ritz Carlton there. So, uh, yes. I, I'm a fan of using all the accoutrements yes. available in a hotel room and probably should fucking steal more stuff or steal <laughs> stuff, but I don't. My, my, my dap bag is like, oh, it's all like my favorite hotels. Like I always like take my favorite stuff from them. I used to travel so much that it was like, I, I, my bag would, I never had to refill it. And so they, they I, I, there are some places that have like premium, premium amenities. Mm -hmm. And so I, I am a, I'm a hotel guy. Like I fucking love to go to a hotel. Like the Nomad Hotel, favorite hotel chain. Period. Um, Rachel and I spent an anniversary. Or like her, it was your birthday. It was her birthday there, and it was honestly like I've I've stayed at hotels before, and I've stayed at hotels they own before. And the uh, Nomad in LA was the best hotel experience, start to finish. We we stayed. We were gonna stay somewhere else, and then Rachel was like, "Oh, let's go." It just didn't work. We decided to spend more money and go to a different place, and it was life-changing like how much better big big bathtub a million towels their chocolate chip cookie was the best chocolate chip cookie other than my wife's chip cookie i've ever had yeah i mean i'm not staying at a cheap motel again or hotel again in my life I, it's airbnb or fucking five star I, i'm bougie okay I, it's airbnb I or super nice hotels i don't really like airbnbs because i also feel kind of guilty for i don't know there's, there, there's kind of a decadence with hotels where i can kind of do whatever i want a little bit more then it's someone else's home. But I can say if you do love a good hotel experience in our area, I can't advocate enough for the coachman that I've, I've been like from their first week open. I was there till now. We haven't been since last year for our anniversary, but like I love the coachman. The coachman hotel, Tahoe, is probably the best hotel experience you can have on like an average budget in this whole area. So okay. Big, big ups to them. Hmm. Is there any specific, uh, the last question, is, is there any specific personal care products you use uh, that other people might not? Well, I was a gold bond guy for a long time in my undercarriage, but I also stopped that because talcum powder is bad for you. Um, I, I'm a Gravelisi Co guy, obviously. I uh, can't say enough about their products, all natural and they wash out really well. And you having things that go in your beard or in your hair that wash out are super important because if you leave things in your beard or hair for long periods of time, not only does that create more oil, but it also creates like more fragile hair. So you have like a like more likelihood to have like broken hair. And so I'm big advocate for things that wash out in general, that like you should be able to jump in water and everything you had on your body go away. So I'm kind of picky about that shit. I don't use deodorant. I don't, I'm sorry, I don't use antiperspirant and I don't use deodorant with aluminum. I haven't for many years. I'm, I'm kind of weird about using antiperspirant because I feel like you definitely should sweat 
I'm a sweaty dude. I'm not a small dude. I sweat, but you should sweat and not sweating is bad for you. It's your air conditioner. Um, yeah. I, I, like I said, I suffer from back knee. So like I definitely am aware of things that make that worse and, and aluminum based and like, like, uh, well, just a little bit terrible for you anyway. Yeah. It just, I've just noticed that makes me like, like that part of my body break out more. And, um, yeah, I would say probably the thing that I have to use because I have psoriasis, I use a thing called Vanapply, which is like a really intense like hand moisturizer. I'm, I'm a huge advocate for bartenders and people in general in the service industry to moisturize and take care of their hands, especially if you're in gloves now. Uh, the powder in gloves makes your hands like really caustic and it's also full of a bunch of chemicals that don't have to display to you. So you should definitely make sure you wash your hands after you wear gloves and then put moisturizer on. So, and... Uh, yeah, water pick, dude. I, I, I didn't go to the dentist for seven years, and I've never, I haven't had a cavity since I was 15. Dang. And I, I, I they said that the reason my teeth are taking so little care, I hadn't used a water pick before, but they're like, whatever your teeth made out of, and also using this water pick has helped you so much. And so I, like, I definitely water you know, pick you the shit. You know what I need to teach people? Flossing is way more important than brushing your teeth. Well, like, there's a, like, flossing sucks dick. Like, like, I fucking hate flossing. It's the worst. Ex- I can't, my teeth are close together in the back. So it's like the, the whole getting it out of your back. Oh, you gotta use stuff. the floss pick thing. Like, you gotta have the handheld floss pick things. That, that's yeah, the only way that, to do it. But that isn't even a pleasurable experience where you're just like, and it hurts. And it's like, you're afraid you're gonna rip something out of your mouth or you're like, you're gonna click the top well, thing to your top of your teeth. It shouldn't hurt. <laughs> no, I'm not saying when you go down, I'm just saying like, the idea of like getting like my teeth are close together so when i put the floss thing in between it when i pull it up sometimes i'll hit the plastic parts of the top of my mm-hmm. tooth and i hate that feeling and so and i have also a very sensitive palate like i'm a i have sensory training i have all these like dumb certifications for the way i taste things so i'm very weird about i don't drink hot liquid on a regular basis like i don't drink anything hot and so i'm like weird about way the way i taste things but the water pick man that's like anyone who's flossing is fucking up I'm about to, yeah, water picks are game changers, first of all, and it sounds like you have perfected that with a final. I'm going to send you, I'm, I'm sending it to you right now. Yeah, I, I'm definitely, because yeah, I, I, it's such a pain, because we have a smaller bathroom now, so like, I have to put it away, and it's such a pain to like, pull it out, and like, wait, so in. you have to set it up and put it away every time I want to use it? Yeah, my water pick, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We don't have we don't have any counter space for it like I did in my old place. So, yeah. Anyway, yeah. That's the meandering questions, though, Michael. Thank you for you sharing. Also, I'm concerned that more people aren't cleaning their buttholes or like what's like like what were it's the not things that I'm doing using different no lotion, using different just the bar soap. Different, like you know, like I have a face wash that's like good for my like I have a specific wash that I can use on my beard and face. That is separate from what I use on the rest of my body. And then I like use lotion afterwards. And some people are like, no, I just use a bar of soap on my whole body and just rub like rub it on, like rub the soap everywhere. Don't use a wash. I use a washcloth and I have a brush for my back. Like, don't use washcloths or brush or, or loofah or anything. Yeah, I will tell you this like Yoshi back washer thing is like a it's exfoliating back towel, like you're like washing towel. Nothing is a game changer. Like I, I think my skin feels really good afterwards. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you've yeah. gotten targeted ads on your Instagram for them because I get them fucking all the time. It's <laughs> because I'm talking about them. They'll, they'll happen tomorrow morning. 
<laughs> it'll go it'll go from Toby Nwigway to Yoshi's. <laughs> you guys are I'm both sitting I'm sitting both these Adam Steve personally. So yeah. Don't even worry about it. Well sure Skynet will hook us up with more. Yeah. Yeah. The algorithm is working as we speak. If you guys get get sponsor, sponsored by Yoshi's, you gotta like send them my way. No. <laughs> you get you get sponsored by Martinelli's holler at us. Oh, Martinelli's 1868 outsiders? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> I remember watching uh watching uh what's the Aziz Ansari show? Uh Master oh, of Master of None. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like he has the Martinelli's in the first episode and like explaining like my girlfriend had never had it and like telling her like you never had Martinelli's? Oh I, I gotta tell you about Martinelli's. Like <laughs> but anyways, Michael, thanks for coming on the show. Yes. Uh sharing your knowledge. Everyone, make sure you check out High Desert uh, Craft at hollandreno.org to support over 50 local artists. And uh, check out Mike Moberly on, uh, what do you have? What, what are you on, Instagram? I'm, I'm, in, I'm MC Moberly at Instagram. I'm Ready Made Reno at, for our, our pop-up we're doing in December. And you can find me at, uh, yeah, just MC Moberly at everything. MC Moberly at Facebook, MC Moberly gmail like whatever you need if you want drinks made free if you want brand work if you want someone to tell you that you're bad at something i'm (laughs) and uh to all of our listeners make sure you subscribe leave reviews for the podcast wherever you listen follow us on twitter at up in the mix one subscribe to our youtube channel and uh share all that is up in the mix including our radio show on k-wink every friday night from 9 to 11 p.m Uh, Before we go, Michael, we have one last question. What are you looking forward to the most in the year 2021? (laughs) I'm looking forward the most to seeing my friends find new ways to find joy. I'm looking forward to more people realizing that joy is not necessarily about leaving where you are. It's about being who you are and doing what you believe in the most. Well, there you have it, folks. Awesome. Well, good. Cheers. Yeah. Thanks a lot again. Uh, make sure to just buy local. Do all the things. Yeah, all the things. It, it flew by. Yeah. It's, it's been two hours. And it, does, it does not seem like that. No, not it's at called all. The, it's called the Moberly Train. <laughs> But uh, yeah, until next time, everyone, stay safe, wear a fucking mask, and uh, enjoy yourselves. Exactly. Uh, this is Bill Alfredo. Don't forget to uh, stay hydrated and don't get too lost in yourself. Peace. Bye. Bye.